Bonjour, bon après-midi, bonne nuit. Bienvenue à First Touch with Dazred Road Desert TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to First Touch. Had to get my little French on because uh, of the French regional. Thank you guys for joining us today. Happy Black History Month and happy Valentine's Day. Special Valentine's episode for you guys. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to see you as always. And of course, how are we doing? That was a lot. I I didn't expect you to come off the rip like that, but uh, and I didn't know you was brushing up on your French. What you Duolingo over here? Okay, I see you, Damar. But yes, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all the all the couples out there. Everybody who's got a special somebody out there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful beautiful day. Black History Month as well to all my peoples out there. So how we doing over there, T Bates? I'm doing fantastic, man. Um, there's a lot to talk about. And the Rocket League esports scene today. And I gotta say, it's been a while since I've been this excited. Because there have been a lot of yapping all across the board about a whole bunch of things. And I and somebody's gotta come and preach the truth to the people. And that person's gonna be me. So I can't wait to get into that. You know, I do wanna come I do wanna commend everybody. I wanna say happy Valentine's Day, of course, to every single person out there. You are loved, you are appreciated. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to First Touch every single week. If you're an avid, continuing watcher, if you're new, make sure to stay and enjoy the show. We got a couple of special guests coming on in about 30 to 40 minutes tomorrow. Who, 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 who is that exactly? So we're going to be joined by two good friends of mine, two insanely talented uh, individuals in the commentary and analytical space of Rocket League. If you've watched RLCS, you know who they are. Spaceman and Corelli, they will be joining us today. Obviously, they've both been working on the Luminosity team stream, but they've been keeping involved and active in the Rocket League scene, and we are going to be having them on the show to be able to talk with us today. It's going to be a treat. It's going to be an absolute treat. Uh, of what? course, before we get into that stuff... Wait, hold on. I already know you're going to try to transition into the next segment. I, I wasn't See? even going to transition. Oh, you weren't? Segment. I was going to talk to you for a little bit. Oh, you did? Okay, what are we talking about then? I mean, oh, I mean, first of all, I want to talk about every, how everybody looking, you know what I'm saying? I told y'all I was going to grow back in a week, okay? It ain't where it's at, but look, the, the shaver, you know, it's looking a little bit better. Can't, you know, got to say that. Rose, I see you changed up the hair a bit. You're back to Frodies. And, you yeah, know, I had to get the curls back, you know? Yeah. And base, you look like you just came off the wire. So, I mean, you looking ready to really spit some truth or some, some facts here. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to get dressed up, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to up, I'm trying to, I'm trying to up the ante across the whole entire esports ecosystem, man. I'm trying to try to get to where people dress up a little bit, man. You're on camera. You're on, you're on basically esports television. Put, put, a little, put a little something in your dressing, you know what I'm saying? But really, mm -hmm. I'm, coming, I'm coming from school all the time, so... Uh, Every single time this season, so you'll probably see me a little more dressed up than normal. Uh, why? Why are you Chat, laughing? I still see you. I don't. I don't still look like the baby. Still, stop calling me the baby. Okay. Listen, it's the, not, it's the scruffle right now. The not scruffle. the scruffle. I don't know. I do feel wait, like I got a little. I got, wait, I got some fuzz. Wait, wait. Do we call him the struggle? Is he the struggling? Don't stop that. Stop that. Okay. Listen, you better. You better defend yourself because Johnny's already on you in the chase. If someone tell T Bates a beanie is not dressing up. Look at him. He's this ready for a beanie. Hey, that's Hello? what he said. Uh oh, Johnny. Listen, you better get your coaches right. This is not a beanie. Mister International himself doesn't know what this is. That is not a beanie, Mister 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 uh, Mr. Boy John. Mister Boy. That's crazy. Mister Boy John. I can't. I can't figure out how to maneuver it though. If it's camera. But uh, um, Demar, they're saying your gain's low. High. My mic. My mic is high. What's going your on? Your gain. Your gain oh. is ridiculous. I can hear it too. Okay. I'll Listen, they can down. hear you. They can hear you all. They can hear you all the way in Copenhagen. 
oh, right now. Gracious. I don't oh, think they're gosh. supposed to hear you right now in Copenhagen right now. Demar's supposed to be in about a month and a half. They're not. Okay, hold on. We can do this real quick. I'm a professional. Okay, talk to me then. This should sound a lot better. Okay, we made, we made, made a couple quick adjustments. We'll work on it through the show. That <laughs> being said, Chad, thank you guys for being as active as you are. I appreciate it. We're going to be interacting with you guys throughout the entire show today. Bates, was there something you wanted to touch on? Because you kind of stopped me there for a little bit. Before we... Because now I'm about to start transitioning. Oh, no. I, I okay. forgot. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, of course, like Bates had mentioned, though, Copenhagen. Major one, that is going to be the location. I don't know if we actually had the graphic because I'm not going to lie, chat. We kind of found out what you found out. So not really too much time to be able to get uh, that stuff with you. So, yeah, that being said, if you haven't checked out RL Esports on Twitter to be to see the announcement tickets, I believe go on sale tomorrow. So very, very kind of quick turnaround. But we know the first major location going to be in EU, going to be in Denmark. Uh, and should be should be pretty interesting. Uh, you know what are how, how do we feel about Copenhagen as a venue? Personally, I don't think I've ever as a been. City? Yeah, the city. Uh, let's see here, Copenhagen. Um, I know absolutely very little things about Copenhagen. Same. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> um, but the land's not for me. It's not for Americans. It's for the Europeans. So I'm assuming the Europeans y'all really know about Copenhagen. I'm not sure how the train system works. Uh, is there is there is there water in between Denmark and uh the mainland? I'm assuming I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you got some trains over there. I'm not a geographical expert, so Chad, y'all can get on me. I don't really care. Go have your fun, laugh at me. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what's look what it looks like over there. But uh, the point the point is, I'm sure all the European fans are really gonna be there listening. And if uh, gentle mates and Car Carmine especially, and both of them are at that land, I'm expecting to see a packed house. No questions about it. Me too. I, I, me too. Uh, people were talking about the size of the the venue. I think it's like forty five hundred capacity. That's bigger than San Diego last year. Yeah. So should be should be should be filling filling that up. I don't think that there's going to be any any real questions about that. It'll be exciting to see things as well. EU crowd definitely does show up show out. I know. Definitely want to hear the chants. I'm a big chant guy. So mm -hmm. make sure you guys are coming in active. And I kind of want to see. If, if some of those French teams are going to make the hop over there, because it's, it's, you know, it's not France, you know, it's not Paris, but it's close. Man, those are diehard fans. Those are the true fans of, of, of Rockley. If anybody's going to show up, it's going to be those French teams. And all, all, all of them, I think we're going to see like four different, different sections of, of just French fans. Just oh, going man, crazy. listen, man, listen, there's a little risk involved in that, though, because when you got all four sections, all it takes is Falcons coming in and swooping and taking out one of them. And the whole entire the whole entire blue wall, they're over there crying, crying, saying, Lamar, you're speaking French. I'm assuming you're fluent now. You got what, what, what is crying in French? I'm not that fluent yet. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. The first, I'll let you know what I said at the beginning. I said good morning, good afternoon, good night, and I said welcome to First Touch. That's it. That's yeah, all. That's I was able to learn. I'm just yeah. now starting to learn. I'll figure it out sooner or later. But all right, bonjour, and whatever goodbye is. <laughs> is it that bonsoir? Olive, olive. Oh wait. No, don't, wait. don't don't say nothing you yeah, don't I'm know. Not, not no, 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 don't say nothing you don't know. <laughs> oh, au revoir. Au revoir. Yeah, au revoir. Have, that's thank what you. Yeah, See, yeah. That's, why, that's why I love my chat. I love y'all. Hold on. I'm more fluent than you. Stop. I say, hey, calm down. All right, what are we talking about today, man? What we got going on? Yeah, so, of course, we got, uh, we talked about the major 
we're going to talk about eu stuff uh again vitality the win streak how we feel about that mm. uh game seven vitality and gentle mates you know if you watch first touch after dark me and base kind of touched on it a little bit we're going to deep dive into it see see what really happened eye test style uh, then we're going to talk about the blue wall, K Corp, because again, K Corp did, if spoiler alert, if you didn't watch, I don't know what you were doing the last few weeks, but mm. K Corp did take that first EU major open qualifier one, EU regional one, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about some some things in the community, because some community takes, there have been some takes, and when we get to that part, that's going to be where we bring in Space Man Crow, so be sure to stay tuned in for that, they'll be joining us for the rest of the show from there. Mm. uh we're gonna talk about top 10 lists first touch top 10 is back that's gonna be a, a we're already debating that before the show even started then we're gonna talk about the qualifiers um teams that made it some topics and discussions around that and then of course as we get towards the end of the show we'll give we'll talk about a little preview of na open qualifier too so that's what we got on the docket for you guys today be sure to tune in and make sure and you johnny's top 10 Oh, and of course, yes, Johnny's top 10. I just I said some top 10s. Johnny's top 10 is one of those things as well. So there you go. Lots to talk about. Uh, let's talk Vitality first things first. Vitality's win streak comes to an end. The, the bottom text says a weekend of all time. Let's, let's take a look at this, man. EU Swiss. You know, you look at the Swiss a little bit here, and it was kind of a little bit of a sign there. Normally, you see Vitality, you see that yellow logo all the way through all the green rounds, but they ended up dropping that first game to 100%. Raul, I know me and you were watching that. I mean, okay, before we even get to Vitality. Now, let me get in here me. first. Oh, okay. okay. Let, 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 me, let me get in here first because, one, I lost a little bit. I don't know what the bet is, so y'all still got to think about that. But I will say this, that, that this Vitality squad, well, I guess they played Swiss on land. Never mind. I guess they play Swiss online. I was going to say they haven't played Swiss online, though, because, listen, when they added Zen, they were on the double elimination side of RLCS 22-23 of spring. So I am just want to put that out there. Mm. Okay, okay. So they have played Swiss online. They have played Swiss in the majors, so I guess that don't matter. Right. To an extent. <laughs> okay. Before we, before we really even get on Vitaly, Vitaly took their first loss. And I believe this, this is probably their first Swiss loss. I'm not 100% sure. I got to go back and look. But either way, first loss of the season was in that first round of Swiss to 100%. Ro, what, what are your thoughts on 100%? 100%. They came out the gate looking like they weren't even scared. It was like, um, it was like a, a team who just had nothing to lose. Like they were just playing. They were like, yo, we're going to go against Vitality, what, the best team in the league, the best team in the world. They just won world championship. And blah yada 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 they didn't care they just came into that series they were having fun uh, you uh, you saw breezy on the f1 car uh, uh, like something that we've never seen before breezy uh known as a free i'm pretty sure he's a former freestyler so on that f1 car he said that there was a particular reason it was faster on kickoffs or something like that but then you see two new faces at least to my knowledge but people said that crispy and triton have been in the scene for a while they have been like the EU bubble players that have never broken through. But, I mean, they show promise. They show extreme promise. This 100% squad. I, after watching them against Vitaly, I kind of expected them to make it through Swiss. Unfortunately, that didn't happen because they faced an absolute gauntlet with Carmine Corp and BDS right afterwards. And, uh, yeah, they couldn't follow through uh, towards the end of it. But a pretty nice run from 100%. I expect to see more out of them in the future. Wait, yeah. now also, I'm back because Vitality's never played Swiss. Just like I thought. Yeah, so this is the first one. Well, they never played Swiss with this roster. So, mm. yeah, yeah. So people are all freaking out about the 3-1. They just never played Swiss before um, together. 
no excuse for them necessarily to lose, but I just want to point that out there. Fair. That's fair. I think that's a fair point. That was Triton's RLCS debut, by the way, for those who didn't know. Big shout out to John and Chad, oh, okay. I see. Uh, did, did really solid. Uh, but yeah, face K-Corp in that second round. You talked about it. Their run was tough. Ran into K-Corp. They went five with K-Corp, too. Lost mm -hmm. that one, and then it just felt like kind of a downward spiral for them since then. They couldn't really get back in form. They tried their best, but it wasn't enough. Uh, another team that I think in the Swiss that did do that is Oxygen. I think a lot of us were trying to figure out where to place Oxygen, but Oxygen Swiss run was really... It was... I, I just I don't know how to feel about it. Team 3, who made it through, went 5. BDS went 5. They beat Sun 5. They beat Resolve in 5. And then they lost to Endpoint in 4. I mean, and Endpoint, they looked really... They looked good until they hit top 8. Basically, until they ran into a French team. Uh, well, actually, no. They ran into K-Corp. Never mind. They ran, they ran into one of the best teams in the world, so... Really tough there for Endpoint. That series was really rough for them. Um, but they still look pretty decent in the Swiss. Is this a surprise to you guys? Oxygen not making it? Yeah, Oxygen not making it. I mean, it was a surprise, but I think we all had them in there as top eight. That much that much we expected. That boy Arsh, expect that boy Oski, expect Ixo to be performing on Saturdays at least, at the bare minimum, if not making it to a championship Sunday. So it was definitely a surprise. But, I mean, they started off slow. Um, like a couple of these European teams started off slow and then they really picked it up came Sunday. I mean, first weekend of the season. Actually, you expect them to bounce back, expect them to be better, and then you really expect them every single time to at least be in that top eight because they're not. It's, uh, it become, becomes an issue. Yeah, it's an extreme uh, expectation for them to be at least top eight. At least top eight, I think, is the bare minimum for a squad like this with Archie and Oski on the roster. But at a certain point, we got to start asking the, the important questions like, how how often how how much longer are we gonna give Archie some credit like his, his kudos like oh. Archie we 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 know the talent that Archie's got but he's been on rosters that have consistently been imperforming or not performing and inconsistent so you add Oski to this roster and I gotta I gotta call it how how I saw it Ixo did not have a great day at all like Ixo was was not there not not non-existent so I really want to see Ixo bounce back in the next in the next uh in the next qualifier but looking looking forward you like archie i we got to start keeping a close eye on archie and moving forward because it's not looking good for these teams he's been on what you mean he was just at the world championship back-to-back -back world championships couple majors he's okay. got his one a region one a regional before yeah yeah how long ago a year ago exactly that's a long time man time flies you gotta keep only, going. Only proving it. <laughs> only, only, only so many teams win regionals, man. I don't know, man. Listen, Archie, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. The expectations are high for that young man. You expect him to be great. You know what he can bring to the table. You know the talent, especially you. And you used to bring it up back about two years ago, especially when he was coming up two years, three years ago. Um, you know the potentials there. Now, has he necessarily? I mean, he's not on that Zen level. He's, I mean, yeah, he's not on the. Valti level where I think three years ago you projected him to be like constantly competing for regional wins every single weekend and week out. He hasn't got he hasn't on that level, but he's still good though. He's still great. I think he's he's super solid. He's a solid player. He's consistent for the most part, but it's just these teams like he's on that don't consistently perform at a high level that we expect them to. Like he'll he'll have these pop off regionals and and maybe his team will place a top four, but 
he's not consistently top four. He's not consistently up there. And as somebody who has expectations of Archie to once be competing at the top, it's it's kind of tough to see him where he's at right now, especially when you add somebody like Oski to the team who was on liquid and they didn't miss a land last se- season, I believe. So you add Oski and I, I believe Oski's one of the best players in the region. You should have high expectations for this team and to see them underperforming right now is kind of a, it's kind of a bummer. I hear you on that. They'll be, they'll be back, though. They'll be a top eight minimum. I would say they, they should be competing for top fours, top twos, though. I think they're that good. Yeah. Wrong. I mean, you guys, you guys said it before I could even get in there. I mean, my when I look at this, yes, I do see Archie, but I, I, I don't know. There's a part of me that just feels like Archie still plays consistent. It, my concern kind of actually goes more towards Oski. Because Oski just came off that Team Liquid roster. Everybody knows how good that Team Liquid roster was. They were top four at Worlds. You know, you see what, what Addo's doing on K-Corp. Uh, a lot of people, and this probably has not been talked about enough, I think, but a chronic not finding a team in the offseason. What happened there? What, where, you know, what's the, why was he not able to land a spot? And then Oski on Oxygen now, not able to make top eight. Although he did make round five. I do think it's an unfortunate loss, but yeah, when I see, okay, you got Oski on this roster now, yeah, I'm expecting top eight. I am expecting top eight. So I do think, you know, it's, it is, like I said, an unfortunate loss, but I would, I really want to see them bounce back and get that top eight, at least in the next regional, look a little bit more competitive before we really start raising the alarm bells. But just wanted to see where you guys were at with that because, you know, it is, it, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unfortunate result. I mean, another team we all had making top eight that didn't was Redemption. They went out round four. They didn't even make it to round five. Now, of course, they had... You say we all? Because I did not. Yeah, you had Resolve, didn't you? Yeah, I had Resolve. Yeah, they also, also went out the make, same round. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I didn't have Redemption. He just, just wanted to let us know he didn't have Redemption. <laughs> that's valid, that's valid, that's valid. Um, but yeah, it's like, they, they had a tough run too. Um, what, they beat Wild, lost to Gentlemates, lost to Vitality, lost to Moist, all teams that were top eight. Uh, was, was really tough for them. And, you know, we wanted to be able to see them kind of bounce back too. But yeah, just, you know, lots of... I mean, it's tough out there. You use tough. There's definitely some mm-hmm. some solid comp, and they showed it at least in that Swiss stage and even in the bracket. Let's take a look at the bracket here. Now, I remember there was a, a certain guy Bates saying that don't watch EU until Sunday. I say, listen, you and watch I was Friday. Correct. Watch Friday. Watch Friday, Friday. was okay. <laughs> Saturday though. Saturday. Friday, Friday was okay. You got six. You had six teams on. I believe on Friday they made it through. Uh, that everybody expected. I think the only, I mean, you got an oxygen. You're really doing with a, I guess now team three endpoint oxygen, and redemption, and maybe a resolve. And I guess it resolve like a circle. I'm hundred yeah. percent playing well, but I mean, yeah, Sunday, as you see, Saturday terrible. Sunday, Saturday. <laughs> I went in a Saturday. I streamed on Saturday. I, I was like, why am I here? <laughs> we we know what's gonna happen. But Sunday made up for it. Sunday was absolutely electric. Two game sevens and a game six final. And we saw some really great Rocket League that, you know, I don't even think we really knew what we were getting into. Uh, let's take a look at those Vitality and Gentlemates clips because to me, watching this series, oh my goodness, it was back and forth. It was so tight. Oh, 
the clips didn't play. What happened? Oh no. <laughs> clips broke. But either way, General Mates and Vitality, um, that series go. just went, we it go. was back and forth. It was back and forth. Let's take a look, guys. Listen, I mean, the series started off a little zero, zero, but then you, you see, Vit see Vitality, they strike, you're like, oh, here we go again. It's gonna be another four one. It's gonna be another yep. four zero. You got Zen up high. They're double committed. They can't stop it. All three are up. Nobody's touching the ball. Alpine, what you gonna do? But they weren't done. Alpine kept fighting them. You see top corner. I know. I know Demar. Especially I was watching your stream, man. You were gassing them, Juicy. Oh yeah. I mean, game one from Juicy was. I mean, it was. It was so good. His shooting was on point. I think a, a lot of people, Juicy was oh, kind of the question mark for Gentleman's. Yeah, that one just goes all the way through and then they just score one towards the end of the game. He ended up ending this one with a hat trick. But, oh, no. Yeah, just a kickoff. And guess what? <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah, I want to touch on that because, listen, yeah. you see, that goal right there is very uh, and foreshadowing. indicative and foreshadowing of what Vitality, what played Vitality the whole series. I see we're in the game two, moving on to game three. Right. And, uh, like, I believe it was somewhere around this time where things started to settle in for Vitality. Like I said, series did jump back and forth. Uh, game three is where Vitality really turned it on. 4-0 there mm -hmm. in, in this particular one. And then you, that was when I think you saw the Eversax timeout. And then when you saw that timeout, I'm like, oh my goodness, this one, I think this one went seven goals this game in game four. But just seeing the team and how they Kick off again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another kickoff vitality what's up with the kickoffs oh wait you got another clip here is it within is it within the 10 second threshold i like to call let me see i mean you saw the kickoff let me in, see in the clip ah it's a kickoff again that's <laughs> not a kickoff yes, that's it is. not it's a kickoff within the first goal. 10 seconds of the kickoff i was then like, had possession I mean, it can't I be guess. a kickoff goal I he guess. did have possession I that guess. was you know that was that was all then and they oh goodness what's going on at the goal line Oh, but then listen. I mean, Vitality went down three-one. Did you think they, either y'all think it was over at this point? Uh, yeah. I I felt like okay, they'd win. But then you know what? When I watched this game, you could kind of see it in the cams. And you could see it in like they knew that they were like in danger of of actually losing. They said, "Wait a second, this we might we might actually lose this." Fun fact: If you didn't know, every game that Vitality won, Gentlemates did not score. Every game was a shutout wow. that they won. Listen, and this game right here was incredible. You see Rodosi, he was trying to own goal. If you, if you, if you, if you that happened missed, multiple times. He did. He tried to own goal right here, too. Yo, <laughs> back to Seiko. He said, Seiko, you got this. But this game was back and forth. Incredible defense on both sides. Look at this shot right here from Juicy. Alpha half flip into the save. Barely saves it. And then Rado, we got to highlight him here. Because he had a couple of his usual moments. You never know what goal he's going to score on. But he finally gets that one-on-one. -on -one. Seiko, absolutely incredible. Big shot. Big defensive plays all throughout the series. Look at Rado on the camera. Saying, don't give me no one-on-one. I'm taking it every single time. And then we moved on to chance field and everybody was locked in. But to me, at this point, it felt like it was Vitality series to win. I agree. Mm. I agree 100%. I think, bro, Alpha on this comeback was mm. critical for Vitality. And then as soon as Zen hits this, I'm like, okay, obviously, like, this has to be the biggest momentum swing. But the yep. fight back from Alpine is actually crazy like Seiko's speed right there he just dusted him he just dusted him yeah he did dust him and they just didn't have the space I mean Vitality they didn't have the Tom Zen out of position that was a couple times and then you get one one now, I know the Marstring you were locked in you were tuned in but then once again it's Vitality three-man play and at this point I thought the game was over because look at him he's inevitable look he's at the got time. He's, mm -hmm. I mean but look at the shot though the shot's good too and the shot's nasty bro like this shot's incredible bottom corner a lot of shot 
crazy. I think he just turned. I think he's turned his car. But then once again, <laughs> the plague, the, the plague of vitality. Somebody, somebody, go back. I, I don't know why Alpha's <laughs> flipping forward there. He didn't. He, listen, he must not have watched the London Major two years ago. SG <laughs> versus Moise. He would have known. The floater of heaven, in my estimation, saved gentle mates, and then you know you want to guess how they lost again. You want to guess? In my opinion, I count kickoff goals. Guys, that's the most chaotic time in the game. Within the first ten seconds, nobody set up in rotations. Alpha's not covering anything, and then Zen in bad position as a goal. Within the first ten seconds, they had two people touching the ball. Air dribble. Okay, this is a kickoff goal. Yeah, I agree with. You. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's another like they they're not in the rotation. They haven't gotten settled. How many was that in the highlight package? Like four or five? Yeah, it was yeah, like it was throughout a the whole lot. entire yeah. series. You see, General Mace, they were celebrating. Too many. Too many. Too, too many. Too many to kickoff goals from uh that ended up being going into Vitality's net, and that was really the name of the series, man. Cause I felt personally, Vitality started off slow. Yeah. Started off real slow. But then at some point tomorrow, I think you and me are talking about it. I think it seemed, I think in like that game five, they kind of realized that they could lose. Yeah. <laughs> they, could yep. lose. they could lose. And then they turned, they turned it up like, oh, wow, we actually can lose this. And, and, so, and so they turned it up. And at that point, to me, especially in that game six, I, gave, I know the game six won the six-minute overtime, but Vitality had the pressure the whole game. It took a lot of great, and I mean absolutely phenomenal, Seiko individual defensive plays. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of Seiko, 2.78 saves per five minutes. Uh, if you want to look at per game, 3.29 per game. You got to take uh, some of the overtimes into account there. So I did do per five minutes per game. Vitality ended up outscoring Gentlemates 15 to 13. But I think most of those goals were, yeah, it was, again, it just happens when, you know, there's those shutout games. Those shutout games were really big. Uh, Radosin had the highest shot percentage on Vitality with 20%. Uh, Juicy had the highest shot percentage on Gentlemates with 21%. The next ones were Zen with 15 and then Itachi with 14. But you can see just again how kind of just locked in everything was and also just how locked in everybody around the world was when watching this series because I believe this was around the time we had a really big jump in viewership as well. Viewership soared over the course of the weekend, we ended up, I think, peaking at over 400,000 across mainstream and all the other team streams. And it just felt like that Sunday was just kind of one of those Sundays that I think a lot of us will probably remember because it could, it basically kind of sets the tone for the season. I mean, what do you oh, guys think? Oh, it did. It set the tone all right because after that, I've seen a whole bunch of tweets. The tone has been set. The tone has been set. And, there, and, and listen, yeah. It's not even gonna be close. You Denver, Prince on top. Lines are even playing Rocket League, guys. There's no reason. Just give them the crown. Yeah, the tone's been set. This is one of the best weekends of all time. This is one of the greatest series of all time. Yeah, I was expecting you to switch. You got to switch a couple more voices for the amount of people that you're trying to imitate right I know, now because it was horrible. the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> Was the entire world. The Everybody's been set. This we haven't seen gameplay this fast before. And so, oh God, I don't believe that. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, the tone's been set. They had an absolutely great weekend. Um, it was great gameplay. Uh, I mean, we'll get we'll get into we'll we'll, we'll get into how competitive EU's gonna be because I mean, I had to, I said some things actually at the door, and I'm I'm gonna repeat them. It might upset a couple people. I mean, I'm just giving facts though. 
starting to fax me. You saw the clips, so I think the clips are going to back up the factual analysis that Tyler Bates has got to give and speak and just educate all the populace with. But we'll get into that in a second. But it, it set the tone all right, because now everybody just expects this European t- European top four to just uh, waltz by everybody. Um, and True, true. Of course, we'll we'll, we'll do the the Europe thing in time. We'll we'll definitely talk more EU. Um, again, I mean, let's before we even jump through, I do want to again, you know, Vitality was on that run, and uh, I think a lot of us. I'll go first here. I think a lot of us knew, as a lot of us were talking about, as the run was happening, how hard this was for them to do, for them to win all the regionals for them to win the major, then go on to win the world championship. It was definitely a very hard run, and it was they were just on a roll, and you have to give them credit to that. And now that it's over, I mean, one, it just goes to show you how difficult it is, but two, you really start to appreciate what you have with it. I want to get your guys' thoughts on that win streak finally coming to an end. It, I think it's inevitable. I think it was inevitable. Uh, EU did a great job this offseason co- collaborating and collecting all their top talents on a single team. As we see, the Sunday wouldn't have been what it was if they didn't have this offseason that we had. So I think it was inevitable. And uh, you go into, you see all the fantastic coaches in Europe. They're obviously looking at Vitality as the top team, the target to take down. They were the target to take down. So you want to be that team that takes them down uh, finally, right? Uh, you go into Swiss stage and you see them lose to a team that's 100%. So if you're a top four team coming into this or or somebody or going into Sunday, you're that top four team playing against Vitality. You're like, yo, 100% just took them down in Swiss. They're, they're, that, that's like a weak, that's like a, a chink in the armor. You, you see them, you see blood, you see blood was struck. So, okay, now there's blood in the water. I'm attacking. And that's exactly what they did this weekend. Uh, it was inevitable. and. Hey, we saw it. We saw it. I, I think it was a fantastic run, and moving forward, I think they're going to lose a lot more, but I still I think like they're going to bounce back. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, I mean, it, 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 gets, it gets us to the conversation earlier. Are we, are we going to show the Vitality game, game, set, game 7, or are we just going to skip that? No, no, we, we can do it. I just wanted to talk, get yeah, the thoughts I mean, on yeah, the... I mean, please, I mean, that goes into the... That goes into what, what, one of the segments. We can jump into it right now. Yeah, not, just jump into it right now? What? Uh, what not the Vitality thing. Uh, I was talking about the, how competitive EU was going to be. Because me, me personally, I mean... It kind of felt a little fluky. I didn't feel right. It kind of felt like gentlemen's got lucky. It's okay, though. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. I just don't it's, believe it's, that, it's, though. It's okay. It's okay, it's, it's okay though. They it's got okay, lucky? though. Yeah, he's saying that he's saying that the gentleman's win is a fluke. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, okay, you saw so you saw you saw you saw the clips, right? So how many goals you said, Demar? They scored. Uh, they score gentlemen scored 13 goals, Vitality scored 15. Okay, and we saw about four or five of those were kickoff goals. Not uh, kickoff either immediate kickoff goals, like within the first two and seconds. Fix your or, kickoff. Okay, oh, exactly. And so when Vitality fixes that, which is a very easy thing to fix. Does Gentle Mage really compete with Vitality? Like, are we, even, are, 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 are we are we talking about Gentle Mage? Guys, see, that's the thing. Because now everybody's saying Gentle Mage, the top three, top four in the world. But are you talking about them that way if they don't get the kickoff goal? If they don't get if they don't get the floater from heaven? I mean, if they're competing against a top two team in the world to game seven, 
But you also think you got to take into account how slow Vitality started because the Vitality in the first two games. That's their fault. It is. It is their fault. It is their fault. Right. And that's on Vitality for not coming, not coming prepared to play. Right. So why? But how, this... how much is that? Is how much is that? Is gentlemates though? Is I that mean, is gen... that good? Gentlemates or bad Vitality? <laughs> what do you think, Ron? I, want to, I just want to hear. <laughs> is, this, is this what we're actually gonna? If, is that bad? But, bro, if we're gonna quantify like that, you could say that to any team. Yeah, you could say that any team. Like, is that bad, Gen GG two? We had this. We had this conversation last week. That's why I'm laughing. This conversation no, 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 because no, no, the, the, the difference, the difference is, the difference is that you can't say it was bad, Gen G. Because Gen G had just four old Shopify, so I don't want to hear none of their excuses. Because Gen G was just home, and then you got slapped. So it was a good, it was great G two. I had something mm. based off of. It was the first series of the day. First series of the. I mean, Gentle Mage played okay, and, played and, solid and... against Karma. They played solid, but they, I think they also played solid against Vitality. I and think Vitality played significantly a... worse than they usually play. You they saw it, and it's, the, it's so. Dis but you got listen, 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 listen. Let me hear me. Hear me out. The <laughs> He's moving so much. The distinction. It's so uh, like the eye test, the eye test, and also it's probably back statistically as well. So all my statistician nerds, y'all better open up the textbooks and get to work. Open up the Excel sheets and, and figure out things. Game one, and game two, vitality was not the same vitality as game five, six, and seven. Those are they two completely different they teams. They came. They came. Those off are two a completely four teams. One. They came off a four-one off moist. Which that was I the day think... before. It wasn't the same day. You know, Rocket League's a day-by-day -day game. That, so you that, think that's why I hold the Gen G thing against them. Because Gen G had just played. They literally just 4 0 Shopify. If Gen G had played great on Saturday and 4 0 somebody, and then they came out and they played bad, I'm like, mm, maybe that's just bad Gen G. You know, Rocket League's a day by day. But I literally just seen them 20 minutes before. So, so, now, so, so now, if Vitality comes out, out the gate sluggish every single time, we're just going to discredit the first like three games. If they, if they lose. A series because they're coming out the gate slow every single no, every single no, time, no, and then they run up no, against a top no, team. No, how 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 can you expect them to beat someone like Carmine Corp if they're gonna come out the game sl sluggish and they're gonna I lose mean, like uh, the first three? Like I mean, Carmine I mean, Corp's not gonna give them games back. I mean, they're not. They're not. I think what we sh they're not. I'm, I'm with you. They're not. They're not gonna beat them. Carmine's gonna Carmine's gonna whoop them. What I'm what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I think we learned that this general mates team can compete with the best. I think there's a question mark about that, and I think you learn that they can compete with the best, and I think they have a solid floor. I didn't really see, like, when, I, when they beat Vitality, I knew they weren't going to beat Carmine. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I knew that. Like, there, and there's other people. I, like, I've seen people in the bar chat, it's going to be 4-0. It's going to be 4-1. And they're like, like, like people, other people were thinking that. So that wasn't just Tyler Bates thinking that. And that's no disrespect to Chitchell Mates. But if Vitality had won that series, the conversation would not have been the same. <laughs> and, 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 and so. Taking that into account, I think it's gentlemen's play solid. But you gotta really look at the kickoff goals. You gotta really look at the whole entire series in totality. Vitality slow, kickoff goals, gentlemen playing solid. That ends up getting you the W. And that's okay. That's okay. And that's I okay. Think... Like that could be honest. That's honest, that's the honest truth. Uh, yeah, okay. I hear you. I do hear you. I think that we are not giving kickoffs their credit here. Because I think kickoffs are starting to evolve. Yeah, it feels you're doing like, a Carmine kickoff. Right, you got <laughs> you have Carmine doing kickoffs. You have, I believe, it was a series LGG two. Somebody did Spanish kickoffs there. 
uh we saw like you said the double kickoff and then uh yeah just i feel like there has to be more attention paid to that especially if it makes a difference in a series but as these are the, standard kickoffs here. these are just, just standard kickoffs they weren't doing nothing crazy it was a standard kickoff they did a standard cheap kickoff alpha flipped up the field if you're a world champion i, I think if you're a world champion you shouldn't get five kickoffs scored on you. Like, there's adjustments that have to be made mid-series. Like, it has to happen. Oh, okay, I hear you on that. There are adjustments need to be made, but sometimes the adjustments can't be made. They got plenty of world champs that have <laughs> What do you mean they can't be made? You're a world champion. Okay, listen, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, who's, I, I, I can't, dang, um, uh, I don't know who won the Premier League, man. I don't watch soccer, so I'm going to basketball. So, 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 like that, like that, like the, 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 the Nuggets, the Nuggets, the Nuggets might have a bad day every once in a while. That's fine. That's fine. I think you learn something about the team that beat the Nuggets, but that doesn't mean that team is better than Nuggets, or that, that doesn't even mean that team's on the same caliber as oh, the Nuggets. I agree. I agree. That with means you. that I don't, that I don't team can't compete with vitality. the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but now all this nonsense and we're getting these top tens. Because now all of a sudden, just because just because they got they score a lot of kickoff goals, Vitality plays better. All of a sudden, they top three team in the world. So now I'm not I'm not seeing the correlation. Because they're better than G two. Because because Vitality <laughs> lost another series this weekend, and who who they lose to tomorrow? It was just hundred percent. They lost hundred percent. That was hundred percent. I'm seeing people talking hundred percent top fifteen in the world. Vitality can lose series, bro. You can lose a series and still not be on that same level as another team. Or you can win a series and still not be on the same level as another but team. But I don't I think, think anybody is saying no one. People may have them high up on their list, but no one is saying that Gentlemates is better than Vitality. Yeah, no one said that they're better than Vitality. Mm, they think they're close though. I don't think they're close. You you just don't like how close they are to Vitality. No, and no, you no. You don't like how they have them above G two. I mean, it's G two. Yeah, I, I think, I think G2, it's a G two thing. G two Gen G. I mean, we got a couple great teams over there that um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that we might as well just skip the replay, man. We don't need to watch that, bro. We got we got things to talk about. Okay, I mean, all right. If you don't want to watch it, chat. We were gonna look. We we're gonna break down Game Seven Vitality versus Gentlemates. You sure? Listen, that's up to you, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the quality's looking. I don't know what. I don't know what we're looking like. I don't want to uh, risk take a take a, risk the biscuits. Fair, fair, fair. Chat. Uh, just for some transparency's sake, we we were having a little bit of internet issues earlier in the day. Uh, we had we tried we tested out the replay. I'm not gonna lie, it looked real blurry. So we don't want to show show you some blurry mess as we try to break it down. We're real passionate people, and if you see us yelling over some blurry replay, you'd be like, "What's going on?" So I gotta say, NA production. Yeah, you'll say NA production. People are the chat saying, "Break it down, give it a shot, give it a shot." <sighs> Fine, we can give it a shot, man. Come on. For you, we're doing it for you. We're doing it for you. If it looks bad, though, we're shutting it down. All right. Can I get a full screen, please? Hello. I make Hello, that everybody. bad, man. Okay, anyways, let's go to the gameplay. All right. You watching the whole go. game? You want to see the whole game? You also, right. you want to see everybody's boost? I can, I, can pull, I can show up all the boosts, too, at the same time. You can do all that, but can we not watch the whole game? Yeah, we can. We cannot. We don't have to watch the whole game. Watch critical moments. All right. Well, we have all the moments down here, so I could just zoom in on whatever, uh, whatever moment we want to see. I mean, you, you want to watch the whole game, but it really just only exemplify what I'm talking about. Okay, well, first off, here we're on, we're gonna go zip POV here. Okay, Actually, we have a whole game. Yeah, whole game. Let's keep it running. Okay. Uh, so boom. Uh. Right off the kickoff. Kickoff go for Vitality. Interesting. That was a nasty move too. He cut, he cut that quick. Exactly. Okay, yeah, we got everybody's boost. You see Zen stats there on the screen too as well. Already, just look at this. Trying to get that early pressure. 
I'm I'm looking at Alpha. He's immediately gonna leave. There's a demo in the back end. Demo. Rado got demoed. And he look at Zen. He, he's taking his time here. And then Alpha's just up so quick. But even Seiko, oh, he played the miss. Oh, that's gotta if be Seiko, a goal, bro. If Seiko didn't play the miss, Seiko was so clutch for this team. Right. See, here's what I'm talking about though, because this was just a continuation of Game Six about how much pressure you're gonna see Vitality put on this gentleman squad yeah. this whole entire game. And, and and which, like I said, it's gonna show how good gentlemen is because they can deal with the pressure. But also, right. I think it shows levels to the game. It shows levels I, I, when you can keep the offensive pressure for pressure and make it where the, the opposition isn't getting that many clean opportunities. They might get a a, a shot every once in a while or something like that. But if you can do that, that shows you're at the highest level of the game. That's what the best teams in the world do, bro. That, I, you I know what this is reminding me of? What's what? up? This is reminding me of oh, Zen, NRG G2, the the, the old patented old days yeah. where, where NRG would always win that matchup. And, and teammates would be like, they shouldn't have won. They shouldn't have won because G2 is always out-pressuring them. Well, because a team is outstanding in defense and can outlast a team in defense and wins that way, that meant NRG was better than G2. No, 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 like, they have no pressure, bro. They're on them. That should be a goal. Ha, good save. That's a good save from Seiko. I think I think Vitality, I mean, you got to start looking at, like, first man, too. When they get on the ball, what do they do when they're not on ball? Because this game was definitely off-ball plays were so big. Like, even look at Alpha, right? He's off-ball. He rotates back. He can't oh, get a ball. bump. So, instead, he sees Zen in the air, immediately goes for the ball there. Look at Itachi, on ball, getting those bumps. Zen has zero now. He's playing zero, has to play a 50. Look at Alpha, he's so close. He got to get that good follow-up. But Itachi's there to read it, too. Pass to Seiko. Itachi, he, look, Itachi's playing close here. Says, oh, I can't get a bump. I can't do anything. Riddles is on the ball. So instead, I'm just going to play a 50, buy my team some time. Like, hmm. you got to pay attention to what people are doing on the ball, especially in terms of this game where it's just decided. Oh, Seiko's at a boost, zero, but you see. get some boost. Yeah, Zen, oh, you know, gosh. Zen felt, felt really limited when I was looking at this from his perspective, too. You know, we didn't really see him have too much space in the air. I mean, even when he tried to go off the back wall, they're instantly challenged by Itachi. I mean, that's what Europeans do, though. They like to close down the gaps. But now you start seeing gentle mates. They finally start picking up the pressure within the last 30. Still ain't got no clean shots, though. It's just like, it's just, but they're finally starting to get at least a foothold in the game. But for the first minute and a half, I mean, they didn't really have that. And I, I, mean, I really. All of it, all of it is off ball. Like, the, you see so many more demos coming out of from Vitality than you do Gentlemates, and this is what it's allowing them to have all oh this offense. Oh my gosh, yeah. They look just, at all yeah. these demos. Like, they they like, they like, they I, I gotta go back here because, look, Zin's playing second man, right? First man gets a touch, Alpha gets a bump. Instead of playing ball, he's like, all right, oh, I can't bump him, so I'm gonna just go over here, get us a bump here. If Alpha drops that down, that's a goal. Like, that's yeah. like, this one, and that's what I'm saying, like, ah! <laughs> People are gonna call me a hater. You watching the tape? This is not, these are not two teams on the same level in my estimation. I'm just calling like this. Vitality's got what, seven shots now, eight shots? They probably should have about three goals. And, and like two, three goals at least at this point. I, mm. I, this isn't on the same level in my estimation. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, but also, how many of those shots are actually shots? And how many yeah, of them are just they've the had, ball going had, towards nah, the net? Nah, they've had good shots. Or good, like, and because they've even. Because Gentlemen's had... only has three saves. But, mm. 
I mean, sometimes I say it's a little weird, but yeah, I mean, it depends. Oh, yeah, I mean, the follow-up shots, if it's not in enough time, then it won't count as a save. Yeah. Uh, bad Roto. Then, I had to get, get a lot of faith in Rado getting there quick. Yep. And then, boom. Take it with the speed. Saw it. Yeah, it's Wait, such a great play from them offensively. Yeah, it's a good play. And that's what it takes. But, I mean, that's but, like when they're, what, what they have, like, three real opportunities. Now, you could say that the great teams, they capitalize on those three opportunities, and sure, they do. And that's why Jenna Mace is a great team, but, I mean. So if they have great defense oh, and they shot. can capitalize on opportunities offensively, they're a then, great team. Then they can compete with them. Yeah, I know they can compete, but I'm just trying to set the set the ground. So, so there's not really it. like a not complete the same level. level. No, there's levels to this. What game. do you mean they're they're not at the same level? Listen, we'll get into the top ten. We'll get into the top ten later. There's levels to this game. <laughs> they are at levels. the same level. That's why they beat them. Is that what it is? They're generating opportunities. So 100 the same level as Vitality. Level. They are 100 same level as Vitality. Yes. Oh my! Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. That's crazy. No, don't say that. I don't. I don't know where to gauge 100 percent there. But okay, here we go. Last it's play. Right? play. Alpha lead block. Right, rattle playing close. Look at this shot out. though. Zen, great shot there. Is that even an arrow, or did he just turn? Is that a little bit of arrow? He arrowed. Yeah, he did arrow. That's a quick arrow, man. And the precision too. Uh, he's so good. And then Man. disaster. Let's go to Alpha Camera. All right. Ah. He's still <laughs> trying to play aggressive with I 10 seconds left. Ah. Now on the on the cameras, when we play the highlight package, and also just going to the Vada stream, you can see. You can see that he realized he had messed up. They almost scored here though at the end. Yeah, right. They had possession right off kickoff. Played it high, and then. Hit it across. Rattle with Save. the clear. Zoom's trying to keep it up. Oh! Oh, wait! If he gets a better touch there. If he doesn't oh boost when he catches it, he might have it. Yeah. That would have been crazy. They'll go for his little eligible bump every time. I mean, what a play by Juicy, honestly. He's off the cover. He forced, he's forcing him high, but he didn't get ball, ball or player. I don't know. Happens. But... Well, he's supposed to force him on the back wall. Who's on the back wall? Zen is on the back. Uh, Zen was on the back ball, but the, the ball hit the ceiling a little bit. Yeah, and you saw it. Like, yeah. you used the uh, flip. Juicy to, just outplayed him, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, like, yeah, ball hit the ceiling. So then it puts Zen in a little bit of a bad spot. Juicy got back to the ball in time. It was a great play by Juicy. Yeah. I think it was a great play, great replay. Um, and I, like, like I said, I've been trying to say this. Juicy has leveled up. I feel like he's so much more comfortable on this team. The way he's talking, when we see him in the cams, he's very passionate. Uh, his performance was something that has to be worth no. I, I was really happy with what I saw from Juicy there. So, and yeah, that's our game seven breakdown. Chat, I did not have chat up the entire time. Did you enjoy it? Let me know. It doesn't seem like anybody's complaining. So, that's it. Sounds, like you, complain. guys, sounds yep. like you guys, you guys like that one. So, boom, cool, cool. W breakdown. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. So, that was game seven vitality versus gentlemen. Let's talk K Court. New look, Carmi handles business. Rise of Atira still don't lose. It was really cool seeing those guys play together over at Carmi Corp as they ended up winning the regional event. And we end up seeing them kind of K Corp kind of get that that top spot that some of us kind of knew that they would do. And let's take a look at the K Corp gentlemates wipe. Whoa, thoughts on Carmi Corp's performance? I mean. This team is undoubtedly 
they looking like the top team the, the best team the, the the top team in the the region the best team in the region i i just have to like he looks super shaky on defense that boy a towel i i i gotta give him props though for all the defensive hiccups he had he just produced two times the amount of offense for this roster this is exactly what they brought him on here for he was creating demos havoc like, like you see right there or he was creating it with his mechanical ability on the ball he gives so much space for Vitira and Rise to come and do whatever they want to do. Rise also another guy who's facilitating and, and demoing a disruptor, but it was it was a towel. Like a, a towel, but Carmichael could go down and, and a towel would get the ball. Like he would make a mistake defensively, maybe, and that would concede a goal, get it right back on offense. A towel was was the player on offense for this team, which in my opinion was the MVP for this team because of the amount of offense a towel created for for them. There's that double kickoff that they had. Beautiful play. They messed it out a couple times, and then they end up scoring off. Look at the hype off of them, though, after this, too. Oh, look at Finley. Rise is just a winner, man. Rise is just a winner. And then Al Alpine, I think this came fresh out of uh, Eversax timeout. You know what happened. They end up winning 5-1. We're going to the next game. Eversax doesn't lose after his timeouts. And Alpine, like, uh, gentle mates, Alpine, they keep, it, they keep it close. They keep it consistent and what we just saw like even the replays they're a great team they're a great team and they're always gonna play the best of the best that are really tight and you gotta play your best game or definitely not your worst game but you want to beat them oh for sure oh for sure but you hear that does they're gonna play the best of the best really tight which means they're on the same level that's crazy i keep going <sighs> That's like saying when <laughs> that's like saying when the Detroit Pistons play the Nuggets tight. The Detroit Pistons and the Nuggets on the same level. No, actually, no, that's just basketball. But I mean, <laughs> like they lost, but when you look at them at the match, okay, we can't talk about that here. Yes. <laughs> look at that. And then after this, man, beautiful bump. Seiko was caught out a little bit right there. He had just landed, I believe, on that goal. And then another kickoff special right here. Rise immediately. Addo, one on one. Look at Rise this. Look at the this. Bumps. Fake. A little doink. Bumped them into it. And that oh. was just, that was, that was just basically a great exemplar of what this Carmine Corp team is doing the whole entire series. Physicality, creativity, playing the Rocket League not in the standard or Rocket League rules, cutting rotation, double committing on kickoffs, double committing on shots. I mean, they were doing all that, but they're very effective with it and they played an absolutely great series, great weekend. That's about to end up coming out on top. Absolutely. You know, it's something that's really interesting because I know we've seen, you know, a lot of flashy Rocket League plays throughout our years. But the way that EU was playing didn't really leave too much room for that. Uh, I mean, cutting down space takes away opportunities for plays like that to be made. And then it really does come down to how well you guys are functioning as a team. And you can see that. Of course, everybody still has the mechs. You still, you know, you're seeing still seeing people trying to go for the musty doubles and things like that, make things work. But all in all, at the end of the day, how well is the team working? What's the first man doing off ball? Is the second man in the right spot? What's third man? Where he, Where is he at? Is he dodging a bump somewhere? What's everybody's boost at? I, I really enjoyed watching that because it did come down to all those little things over the course of it. And it feels like K-Corporate perfected it, even all the way down to the kickoffs. I, I, like, I like seeing them. I like, I like how they look. I like how they look. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's hard when you go last, but I, I should I gotta start going first now. That way I can yep. just get my thing, have you guys go, and then I can just transition. Uh, question is, how competitive will EU be at the top of this year? All French top four EU leaderboard. Throw it at us right now. You can guess where it is. K Corp sitting at the top. 
Gentlemates at two, BDS at three, Vitality at four off tie, and then it's Endpoint, Magnifico, Moist at six. I mean, these are the point standings. You can see them for yourself. Take a screenshot. Personally, I will go first. I don't think, I think that that top four moves around quite a bit. I think K-Corp will be able to maintain their, their top spot, maybe battle for that one and two, but Vitality, I think they'll end up trying to battle back. It, it'll be interesting to see General Mates and BDS, what level they kind of go to to compete against Vitality and K-Corp because we know that they can get them all the way to game seven at least. But as teams start to adjust on these, play, on these matchups, will the narrative kind of change? Will BDS with Monkey Moon and Exotic get to that number one spot again? Is this Genomate's squad, is it a fluke? Or are they actually really here? And can they really compete with those top teams? We'll see that develop a lot. But personally, I'm expecting even around World's Time, we get there. Unless something, unless we really see those changes happen, I'm expecting that K-Corp number one, Vitality number two, and then Genomate's and BDS kind of battling for third or fourth. What do you guys think? Agreed. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be pretty much them top four. I want to highlight BDS, though. I think if Jolly can become a little bit more consistent and a little bit more composed, this was his first performance, and he looked super shaky towards the very end of their run. But if he becomes a lot more consistent and composed, I genuinely think BDS can be competing for a top two spot. Exotic and Monkey Moon looked incredible this weekend. Exotic, like, I, I didn't know Exotic was that type of player. Like, he's in my eyes, one of the most improved players from last split to this split, which is crazy to say because he was on the top two team, but maybe I was just underrating him, but he looked incredible this weekend. Looks like a great Robin to Monkey Moon's Batman. It might even be the other way. Like Monkey Moon might be Robin in this case, if Exotic hmm. can keep that consistent performance up. And I just, it's just Jolly. I said I needed to see him this weekend. He looked like he had some potential he looks like he has potential he has potential definitely but he's just inconsistent and just need to see him a little bit more composed when the brights are light or when the lights are bright when the brights are light brights are light all right uh, all good all good I'm, I'm i'm with you there i'm in agreement there i do uh, i want to see it feels like to me Drolly has it down so i want to see if he just you know as they, as they get more events with each other do they grow of course that is where we're at with Europe, but you know, we're not the only people who had takes about Europe. The entire community had takes about the, uh, the regional. You know, some people really took what they saw and are carrying it. They're keeping it close. They are, they, they think it's something great, but before we get into it, let's bring in our guests. We have two very talented, very illustrious guests joining us here today. The LG team stream. If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. You need to go check it out right now. My good friends, Corelli and Spaceman going to be joining us here on the show. Gentlemen, welcome. It's time. Thank you very much, Daz. Thank you for having us. Spaceman, how are you feeling today? Feeling great. I got something we wanted to say real quick. Fate of the universe on the line or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. That's you right. better hit it. I want Slater. Slater. Give us Slater. <laughs> Give us Slater. Doesn't matter. Give it us doesn't Slater. matter. It's Slater. It's always That's Slater. That's what we want. That's right. The Death Bean's gonna come for Slater, and he's gonna send it back. That's right. Okay. What just happened? <laughs> I got it. Everybody having a good day, fellas? 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 I we mean, I, right? I I I listened. 
I, I listened. I interpreted. It was great. That's right. LG's in the building. Yeah. <clears throat> LG, 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 LG is in the building. They got the top That's slots. Right. They got the bigger cameras, and I hope you're all ready to have some fun. Um, nice to see, nice, nice to see both of your beautiful faces, though. Nice, and it is nice to see both of you. Jack, you got beautiful lighting. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Sean, um, where is your lighting? Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so. <laughs> Burl said game with a shot he wants later to, to take that shot. Okay, they That's are right. paying you guys. That's All right, right. I, I love that. I love that. All right, well, listen, we know, keep that bias right where it was. Okay. Because right now, mm -hmm. we need to talk about what everybody's been yapping about. And a lot of people have been doing a lot of yapping. Let's see. Let's go to Exhibit A, or maybe I should say Exhibit J for Jorby. Pull the oh, tweet no. up. Not a Jorby tweet. <laughs> I'll be honest. NA has no shot. Now, for those of you, we were going to have Jorby on. Of course, you saw him tweet. Power outage. Wasn't going to be able to make it today. But that wasn't going to stop us from having this conversation. You got to set the floor. I'll set the um, floor. Where, so you set when the, did he set tweet the floor? I'll set the floor. All these tweets came out after... The epic Euro European weekend that we all witnessed. I'm pretty sure I said that, though. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you. My bad. I was that still, was before I, was still... I brought in the guys. Oh, oh well, that was a big... Oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, that's not only it. Let, now let's go to Exhibit A, Arsenal. Throw it up, Ben. EU is so much better than NA. This is wild shrug emoji. Let's throw yeah. up Exhibit A, too. Achilles tweet. There's another. NA need a culture change to start closing the gap to EU. Almost zero teams boot camp. Still recycle talent this offseason for the most. Maybe need the salaries to take a big cut so the region wakes up and realizes they are blessed and put in more effort. So, there's a lot of EU, a lot of EU truthers out there. Saying that after what we saw this weekend, North America doesn't stand a chance. They need to go back to stage one, start all over. We might as well have the trade window right now because this ain't it. I'm going to give it back to the LG boys because guess what? Mr. Slater with the death beam, I'm going to need you to defend that. That's right. So what are, uh, what are your thoughts right. here? Listen, well, how okay, are you feeling that, here? Don't, don't, don't phrase it like that, bro. Okay, right, then maybe not defend it, but at least <laughs> let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah, I, I guess that's... I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I, I don't know why. I, I didn't need to see this weekend to know that EU's way better than NA, personally. Like, I, I don't... Like, this weekend is just another day in the shop for, for Europe, in my mind. That's I right. think when you look back towards the last... Especially the last two RLCS lands, the, the proof is there. Uh, you know, the last few world championships, the proof is there. The majority of the open era lands, the proof is there. I didn't need to see this weekend to know that. It helped, but I didn't need to see this weekend to know that. And I don't, I think I would, I would then ask the question, what is it that's coming out from NA that would make you think that they're better than Europe? <laughs> that, that wasn't rhetorical. I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I, I'm genuinely asking because I, 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 I don't see it. I don't know where. It's not that NA can't win. Like, I know Bates about the talk. He's good. G, G2's great. G2's all that. Yeah, they are. They're good. Those are good NA players. That's right. Great. Can they beat the best of... <laughs> sure. Great. You can have that. They're great players. Could they maybe beat the best of EU? 
maybe yeah. on their best day. Yeah. But that's like one team. For every just, one G2, there's like for every one G2, there's like three EU. But we had Gen G. Okay, okay, let's relax. By G2. <laughs> let's relax. They did, they I think G, G2 is all we need. <laughs> No, I won't say that. That's copium. That's copium. That's copium. And people like John are going to run with that. Jack, what I'll say to you, well, I'll say your question is this. Now, there's a lot of aspects of this conversation. One, we got, we're going to have to get into that boot camp nonsense. That boot camp nonsense. <laughs> it's got to be debunked. We're going we're gonna to shut that down soon. I'll tell you that much right now. I don't want to hear no, no more about no boot camps by the conclusion of this stream. I need to be done, though. No talking about it. I don't want to see nothing on socials. Just listen to base gospel. Now, nobody's saying, nobody's, nobody's saying that. NA is better. It's the tweets, though. It's the tweets. I'll be honest. NA has no shot. What do you mean they have mm. no shot? What are we basing that off of? What, what are we basing that off of? You're going to say, I already know what you're going to say, Jack. The last few lands! Oh, Jack, let me tell you something. Those do matter. Everybody, everybody last season <laughs> was saying. That was a big contribution factor. No, 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 no. That's a big point. No, no, no. Let me tell you, I'll tell you exactly, because last year it was. NA, they're just two. They don't make no moves. No, everybody, they're just sticking with the same teams. Ah, NRG, make a change. G2, what are you doing? Vitality, Europe. You see what they're doing over there, man. They're just switching teams left and right. If they don't think somebody's good enough, they're getting them, they're dropping them, and they're picking up the next best talent. So you know what NA did? Just top that. Europe. They just did they, they just that. They just that. Mm -hmm. And by the conclusion of the first weekend, by the NA weekend, I was hearing, oh, that man G2 squad, they looking good. They're looking great. They it's scary now. Listen, they got Daniel Beast Money and Atomic. Oh no. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you see EU now. And now the goalpost is shifted. Mm. Now it's they still have no shot. And they have no shot because you look at the last two lands, you see the EU's been top four. Well, that was a different LCS. This is new LCS. This is LCS 2024, baby. This ain't LCS 22-23, Jack. Uh, well, and let me tell you, NA and also other also other regions. So we're just now, saying, we're ignore NA. the history? Huh? We're well, just listen, no, 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 no. We're talking about open air history. And I'm let me lay down the facts for you. I would love to see okay, you. No, please do. I would I'd love, love to see Joby. I would love to see Johnny. <laughs> I would love to see all these people argue against this. The fact of the matter is, NA teams have always consistently at the top stayed with mm. the same rosters. True. And so that is the factual basis that you're working with. That's the statistical basis that you're working with. And that's what you're getting. And now we have no data at the moment about what EU versus NA or what NA versus MENA or what EU versus MENA or any of these regions. We have no data on what it looks like when NA teams at the top make drastic roster changes. There's nothing. The only thing we're basing, uh, and, and but see, but then people are going to say, they're probably gonna try to bring up the previous pass. Well, the pass is irrelevant now because there's this isn't the same oh, G2. No, okay. No, well, it, 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 no, it matters. Go ahead, Spaceman. I'm I'm like asking sincerely. Um, so if we're having the discussion about well, NA's NA's talent at the top, <clears throat> excuse me, NA's talent at the top stayed the same for many years. They did while while European while Europe was was changing, right? And there's many facets within those arguments about why Europe was changing, maybe what the cultures was like versus NA's culture. But the the clear at the end of the day, which I agree with you, is that NA's was staying the same, Europe was yep. changing. Yep. If those landscapes were playing that way for each other, NA stays the same, Europe changes. And then NA this season says, we're going to change things up because mm -hmm. we're going to take a little bit of what EU did, change things up, and now we have a brand new season. I agree with you. Brand new season, 100%. <clears throat> 
if now NA, just bear with me, I'm asking genuinely, if now NA is is following in that recipe of we're going to change a little bit up and we're going to follow what EU does, if EU has been doing that asset and that part of their strategy of, of always rotating through for a couple years and now NA enters that pool, NA is now coming in, let's say, at level one, whereas EU is, is even if they reset every season, EU is now at like level five of how they've cultured their system. Does that difference matter? Because in my very humble opinion, I think that that does matter because EU has been doing this asset of their game much longer than NA, and they're already going to be a couple steps ahead, which is why I think we've seen the separation between the two regions, though they're following the same pattern right now. Yeah, Thoughts? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I, w- I was, I would say to that that on a, I don't know the word for it, but um on a general level general principle level eu is eu they're gonna have more experience and know how to change roster they know what they're looking for and i think when we start talking about the boot camp side of things i think that will play a factor into that i think eu players i think they're thinking about who wants to boot camp who wants to who's gonna want to travel and everything else who mm. who really wants it i think they're used to that i think they know what they're looking for in that aspect i'll give them that much but on the other side i'll say uh, I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you this though g2 and gg didn't do that though they just leveled up to 10. They said we gonna pick the best players in the game. We gonna roll with that. They, they they just pick the best players. So the question is, at that point, and I think while well, these tweets, all these freaking out about, cause I was on the stream of Arsenal. Arsenal gave a diatribe, a pre a pre. He was preaching to everybody. I don't know if y'all saw the stream yesterday about how it, mm-hmm. NA has no chance. He followed up his tweet with a ver- with verbal language and replays. And um <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if now if the G two Gen Gs of the world they show up to the land they can't compete. Listen, I can see, I can see, I'm not conceding right now. I'm not gonna see them right now because it's all just reactionary. It's all recency bias, and there's nothing to base it off of outside of historical connotations. But the historical <laughs> connotations, the historical results outside of the the histor- the histor- outside of okay. I wanna, I wanna, no, I, wanna I get jump it. In here real quick. Yeah, oh, go and, for then, it. and then you go, Jack. <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. I, I think I understand what he's saying. If we ignore all the results, like uh, it's different, right? This if is unprecedented, pet, though. It's the same group of players. But they're all but, on the same team. They've never done this. But, okay. So, when it comes down to stuff like this, mm. I think that, right, you, from EU, you have that data. You have that knowledge. But one thing that everyone is kind of forgetting, and, which is what I even said earlier in the show today, is that everyone knows what players can do individually. We've watched the game. We've watched all these players long enough to know what they can do individually. But it doesn't come down to that anymore. It comes down to team play style and how you work together as a team. So when you have new rosters, that's what I'm saying. Like, take Luminosity, for example. Luminosity, if you put every individual person on paper, you're not going to have them really high in a top something list because you're looking at what they can do mechanically and things like that. But them as a team play really good close with G2. And it's just because of how the team works, how the play style works, and how well people execute. Rettles is really good at executing a play style that Luminosity has. And that can make that's something that we're seeing with even, even hints of that we're seeing in Europe. So I think it's too early to tell just because you have to see K Corp has a different play style now. They're changing sure. things up. Gentlemates is changing up how they play, of course, to play better with Vitality. It's more defensive, but mm-hmm. you're seeing you're seeing players like Atachi, Juicy, and Seiko take Vitality to game seven. Right. So I think it's an overreaction because you all have to get to the same stage and you all have to play to see how everybody really matches up together. Saying the NA has no shot while all of these teams have gone through drastic changes, whether you think it's a level up or not, 
is just silly to me. I fi- I just think it's silly. It's just impression based. I, I I don't I don't disagree. The verbiage of saying NA has no shot is is harsh, but I think it's insane to me that we're talking about Europe, who has had the same a, a very large majority of the players that you saw this last weekend were the same players that we saw win last spring and were the same players and were the same players in top four of spring and then the same players that were winning world championships last season. So it, and they've mixed up. They made those changes, Bates. They made those changes and they just took down the world champs. So I, I listen, I'm not saying that G2 has no shot, but what I'm saying is, is, historically which i know we're going to ignore but for my sanity <laughs> for my sanity for my sanity historically mm. we say this every time for for north america oh we made this change we're going to win we have these players together it's our best players now we picked up this player we put them together it's our best group and every single time they've gone out and lost the We've one never done time that before. the one time mean? and hold on hold on Talk i got you i got Talk you i got you g2 picked up atomic and what they go do bates and it made all of us the world champ. I mean, when they ended up winning land, and I'll after give you that, that one, and, and then and, after, that and after that, then they won all the regionals, and then after that, they kind of threw in no, London. No, 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 you want international, okay? One yeah, land, one one land win, one bowing out. I believe they finished top twelve, top sixteen, ninth through eleventh uh, and fall. Yeah, and 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 then they finished second in the, in the world championship grand final, and that was the and no, I guess no, no, no. Then they finished top eight, and then they didn't qualify. Didn't qualify. Are you top talking eight. about this year? Which year are you talking about? I'm talking about two years ago when they added Atomic. Okay, okay. I thought what you were year are you year. talking about? No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, but they, but but then they, the 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 addition was the addition, and at least in terms of EU, relatively, uh, re, uh, how EU judges time and how long people are on e- European teams. Listen, that was a long roster. That that that, that roster had some uh, some tenure at that point. <clears throat> Gonna cut in. Johnny said everyone said the same thing about Phase last season. They were supposed to destroy EU. Who said that? That's what Johnny Boy said. I didn't and say he, that. Yeah, and here's the here's the interesting thing about that, right? Like if we if we look back to Winter Major last year. Like the the two heavy hitters going in were uh, at the time that they like the, around top three. Like we were maybe thinking Oxygen would make the run because I think that's when Rise like first joined. But it was Phase and Carmine, and everybody was wondering like if Phase Carmine that's gonna be the two juggernauts. Phase has the best chance at NA, and they were favorites to go in and make to the grand finals, and they did fell up short. But since then, think about it legitimately. Like who i mean obviously like gen g finished in fall in the first place but like you, they just transitioned to na but outside of phase at winter major when is the last time we've legitimately as a as an esport had a serious conversation about north america going to a land and being a favorite to make to the grand finals when we look at boston it was bds or vitality off rip it was like all right vitality's here they're not going to leave when it was worlds it was carmine bds or vitality like the top three favorites to get in a little bit of G2 just for legacy run. Maybe they'll pull out one last miracle. But it, it NA has fallen not just behind in the gameplay, but NA has fallen behind in public favor and fall behind in esports favor for the last like eight, nine months. NA is 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 I I think Jack's absolutely right. The verbiage is harsh. I think NA always has a shot. Uh G2 will always have a shot against the best in the world. That's unfair to say they won't. 
But what isn't unfair is to say that this is a last year was a bit different. This year, just the separation in the first regional alone, it, it's there has not been an NA team even right now where I would look at compared to the winter major of last year and think, oh yeah, this is a team that can make a, a run to the grand finals and really put up a fight against Carmine or Vitality or BDS. Like, do, do we feel that way right now? Do we feel that any NA team is legitimately going to make it to the grand finals and take down a juggernaut in EU? I don't. I think it's because everybody's lost confidence. Everybody's lost confidence and lost hope. They've lost the passion. They're just letting France take over the world. And listen, I understand. You've seen the French domination for nine months, and it just take it just took it took your heart out of it. But see, there's people like me who believe and who know and have seen uh, and who've seen the difference. And I'm just saying, sure, that I'm I'm not against that, Bates. I'm not here trying to like rub it into NA's face. I'm just I, this isn't even my personal opinion. I'm just talking about what we've seen over the last three years. And if you want to throw in pre or open era or whatever you want to call this, too, same thing there. Like, I'm just talking about what's happened. I don't like it either. I'm from NA. I want NA to be on top. I think it's good for the eSport for NA yep. to be in the conversation of having one of the strongest regions. But the fact of the matter is, as been proven by all the results that I know you're willing to not want to go look back on, but all the results leading up to the next result, it hasn't been the case. It's never been in NA's favor. And I don't say that to be rude or condescending towards uh, my fellow NA friends here, but it's the it's the truth it's mm. the truth that's the truth and you can have your optimism and i i share some optimism there too Bates. you can have that i'm not i'm not delusional in the sense that na can never come back but this idea that somehow over this off season na is just going to figure everything out I, I think is silly i think they're on a track to maybe do that but mm. i you know i also think that by the way jorby's tweet was really talking more about the regions comparatively than just yeah. like the absolute top as well, which we've kind of got away oh, from. Oh, you don't think Illuminosity can compete against Genomates? Oh, we absolutely can. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, that was the right yeah. answer. We are. <laughs> right. That was correct. You that, know that, 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 that was the last shot. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the correct answer. That was, that, that was the correct right. answer. That was the correct answer. Give me Slater. There is, there is one thing, though, that I, I do want to bring up. I saw it briefly in chat, which I, I think the the one aspect that I don't think sometimes gets, I think sometimes gets lost on like a general audience with the NA versus EU debate, I think a lot of times people are like, we just want to see good Rocket League. It doesn't matter about regions. The reason that region separation, I think, is still prevalent is if all of RLCS was taking place under one homogenized league in terms of everybody playing all together all at once in the same weekend, it'd be very different because the game plays would start to kind of mesh a little bit more. And at that point, you'd see what you see in other esports leagues where it becomes less about like region differences and bleeding those cultures through, and it just becomes about the actual gameplay. But what we're still seeing now is we are seeing differences in quite like tactically European gameplay and how that's approached, and gameplay that's taking place in North America, gameplay that's taking place in uh, in South America and Sub Saharan Africa and Oceanic regions. Like, there are still different there are still differences in every single region within RLCS because we're not all playing on one franchise league and as long as those differences exist this conversation will continue to happen um so i apologize for that quick tangent but i just wanted to give clarification to maybe some pe people who are wondering like why are we still talking about NA versus EU because the separations exist and the gameplays are still evolving at their own paces this conversation will always happen until I'll tell you why we're talking about it. came together we're talking about it cuz so many people freaked out on twitter or, or uh, X, whatever that thing's called. They all freaked out. They all saw. They all saw Itachi be Zen, and they said, "Wow, this is unbelievable." Then they saw Vatura win. They said, "Wow, he's back." And then they said, "Wow, and he's terrible." 
Speaking, speaking, I just want to talk about the differences, man. I want to talk about the differences. I want to know everybody's opinion on boot camps. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about I boot love camps. This. Let's go. I'm so excited for this combo. Let's go. Uh, all right, let's want, talk. Uh, okay. I want to know everybody's opinion on boot camps. Ooh. Somebody set the floor. Because you saw an Achilles tweet. But then if people were just saying the NA culture difference and uh, boot I don't camps think it's a culture such, difference. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a combination of many factors. There's the culture difference, uh, boot camps. Uh, they want it more over in EU. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's what's been going on. Go ahead, Spaceman. You got something? Um, sure. Um, yeah, culture difference. Right. I think I think we use the term culture very loosely in a lot of these arguments, and not we, more of a proverbious we, like as a group. I like you, Spaceman. You know, I know where you're going hey, with this already. Thanks, uh, I think culture is used is very loosely in in all of all, all esports stuff, but culture means a lot of different things. It's an umbrella term. It really brings in a lot of different ideas. Boot camp falls into parts of the culture mentality is a very generous term but sure um when you look at how teams are constructed when you look at how practices are are are, are rigidly established by an organization what the organization expects how money comes into effect with both what salaries put on players and what they take away from players like the 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 resources available all come into the part of the overall umbrellaed culture and boot camps are just one small but very important facet of how to have a successful team and it is something that you can i'm not going to jump into the argument just yet about like the the differences between traveling in eu and na and the expenses and just all that kind of stuff because that is we will get into that but i think the general take that i have is that if you are not a team and this is again keeping a very surface level on the terrain of assuming everybody has access and the orcs are going to help fund it because that is also part of the conversation about about culture if a if you are a serious rocket league team if you are serious about winning if you're playing in the rlcs to play to win championships if you're playing in the rlcs to be a competitive player and to win at the highest level if you are not attempting to boot camp as a team or boot camp in any form as an individual i think you are putting yourself not only at a massive disservice but you are hindering your own career uh to such an extent that you're going to see results like you see uh, in North America, where teams are showing up underprepared and overwhelmed at LAN because it is so much about preparation and boot camps existed for years in esports. And the fact that it's it's a, a talking point in Rocket League right now of like, do boot camps really matter? Without going diving super deep at this moment, yes, boot camps absolutely matter at the highest level of competition because you're teaching players how to work in a stressful environment. That is the whole point. And you're getting them that camaraderie together. That's my quick take: is boot camps absolutely matter in esports, a hundred percent. That's all. So, <clears throat> I'll go next. I think Spaceman's diatribe is on point. Uh, I think Thank for you. me, it does come down to if you can do it or not. Because again, like Spaceman had said, we didn't really touch on it. Not every team can boot camp. Sure. Now, maybe the org can't afford it. Maybe the players can't afford it. People live too far away. We've seen that conversation uh, that is that's happened on online. See, where I'll put my opinion in is if you have the ability to do it and you refuse to do it. Because then that's where I'm with Spaceman on. I feel like if you yep. have the ability and option to do, go to your team and sit there and hang out with your team and build that chemistry, then you absolutely should. And if not, if you're literally choosing not to, 
I mean, I'm questioning why I'm teaming with you in the first place. Because we're going to have to sit. If we make a land, we're going to have to sit across from each other. And knowing the fact that we could have gotten any of these kinks figured out earlier on and you decided not to really has would have me kind of second guessing a lot of stuff. Because at that point, it's like, okay, then what, do, what are we really, what do you, what are we really in this for doing things for and et cetera, et cetera. So I'll, I'll keep it short and say like, if you have the ability, I feel like, yes, it's good. It's if you have the ability to, of course, if you can't do it, you can't do it. It is what it is, but I do think they help way more than they could hurt. Would anyone like to go next? I think, I think, well, I don't think, I don't think we're talking about the right thing. I don't think anybody's saying that boot camps aren't beneficial. It's the, go, it's, go the ahead, it's, it's the, com what, what? Go ahead. I want to hear your take. It's the, it's the, it's the comp, it's the combination or the conflation of mm -hmm. boot camps within this NA doesn't want it enough nonsensical argument in my eye. Cause one, I do like personal. I'll talk. I'll talk from personal. Uh, personal antidote. LSU versus Akron. LSU versus UNT. LSU versus Zona. If we had the resources like Akron did back in the day for LSU, Jack, you know, if Akron had a whole facility, if LSU could have played and we could play with each other in person, scrimmed in person, compete in person together, I think we would. I think we would have much better chance of competing against them. I'm confident. I'm confident in that there's a there are, there's a benefit in having people playing with one another in person getting used to that chemistry you can look at, you can watch somebody play rank right behind them you can say oh wow i think you need to do this a little bit differently right there on your in replay review you could be everybody's in the same room watching the same projector it's much better than just doing a replay review because most people don't know how it actually works you would do a replay review right now they're just in discord calls and private discords or in private discord calls and they're just mm -hmm. the coaches just screen screen sharing screen sharing a replay and it's not like an in-person communal team like vibe and you're going to get that at when you're actually in person with everybody. And but then to say that, and then to conflate that and say all the European teams are in boot camps, but the NA teams aren't, means that the NA teams don't care. They like how 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 we get there? <laughs> how we get there? Because there's yeah, so there's so, reach. Sure, there, there's, there's sure. so there's so many factors that go into establishing a boot camp. Or I, establishing, I don't disagree with that. That's... You you disagree? No no no. Sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. He said, no, you can jump You can jump in whenever. If you disagree, I'm going to go on a lot. No, no, I agree. Online. I agree. I didn't mean okay. to cut you off. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. There's so many factors that go into creating a boot camp. One, you got to know what the schedule is. You got to know when the season starts, in my estimation. If you're org if you're, if you're, org if you're organization, you got to plan that out. You have people's livelihoods at stake. So mm -hmm. I get that. And then I was listening to Chalkcast. Shout out Chalkcast. I do appreciate Rizzo, CJ, and Johnny, but I've never disagreed more in my entire life. I'm never because <laughs> because... because for example, Rizzo was bringing up. Rizzo was bringing up. Players take a pay cut. He took a pay cut. Why would I take a pay cut? Take a pay cut. I'm not making millions of dollars. I'm not taking a pay cut for that. Like, Depends what? on the priorities. Not, the, the priorities. No, I got guaranteed I th I think money. You're right. Guaranteed, no, I think... guaranteed money. Here's the thing. I think you're absolutely right, Bay. Like what I'm saying is not disagreeing with you on surface at all. You're absolutely right, especially in the way esports is. You take the money. If you're giving it, you take the money. But there's a caveat, because again, this is not just a black and white issue, the same way that the umbrella term of culture is not a black and white issue. If you are given the opportunity to be on a professional team, let's just like, for sake of argument, let's say G2 comes to you and says, we got a contract for you to ready to go. You're going to be teaming with Prime, Rizzo, and JNAPS, right? They're coming to you. We want it. We want you to be on the team. If everybody on that team says, instead of making 15K, like, I'm just, again, arguments, instead of making 15K a month, we're all going to make 10K, and we're going to take that five grand extra from each person, and we're going to invest it in our team facility so we can be in person practicing together. 
I think in that instance, that is absolutely a decision where you know boot camping actually helps you get better at the game, and this provides you with more resources <laughs> and so opportunities scared. to win. Bro, that is absolutely is a no, situation it, where you no, take, no, and this you take about. that no, margin and you no, invest no, it in yourself. No, to get no, 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 no. You have no, you have no. And this is why I was talking. This is why I was talking about Johnny, Johnny earlier in uh the RLCS talent discord because you have no quantitative study on that. You can show that boot camps are beneficial, but you can't show that you doing this boot camp is gonna make it to where you're gonna win X amount of money. There's no, there's there's, there's nothing that there's nothing that you could base that off of. You're gonna give up guaranteed money off the off the belief, and I think we all do believe, I think it's a very valid belief that your team can get better, but you don't know mm -hmm. by what metric the team will get better. So why would I, I do that? I have uh, no think, guarantee that I can, I, I have no guarantee that I can make that money. I, I don't, so, so then I that's don't, my first point. Oh, Crowley, go, my bad. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna kind of deviate a little bit, but I, I forget about the money for just a, just a split second. The planning know, aspect of it? The what? Uh, never mind, go ahead. No, 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 just, just forget about the money for just a second. In my opinion, and this is going to be pretty harsh, I think. But if you are an org, if you are a player, if you are in the business of winning, then you will make boot camps happen. I don't care how much they're Agreed. paying the players. Agreed. I don't care how much you pay the players. Everyone's saying take a pay cut. No. I Agreed. Agreed. don't want to. Don't, don't want to. I think if you're an organization who has a team, you should be doing everything you can to support that team. Mm -hmm. So I kind of look towards the orgs and I know a lot of orgs would be like, dude, what the heck, man? Like, we don't want to spend that money. But I mean, I think at, by your own admission, Bates, right? You're saying if we had the resources that, uh, you know, Juve had during CRL at LSU, we could have had better practice, right? We could have been held more accountable oh, during our practice. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes for pro players, too. So I kind of look at things at and say, this is this is something that should be supported by players. And. I, I think orgs make a, a lot more or have a lot more money than people make it out to be. I think that orgs definitely burn a lot of money. But I, for me, I, I feel like this is something that if you are if you are in the business of winning and if you want to win, this is something that has to come with the territory. This is the cost of doing business, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because if you want to win, you need to put you need to facilitate that winning. And that's what a lot of those orgs are doing in, yeah. in Europe. Now, the one caveat that I will say is when you look at K Corp, when you look at Gentlemates, when you look at Vitality, when you look at BDS, when you look at Endpoint, when you look at Resolve, and just off the top of my head, they all have facilities already. I saw some people, why doesn't NA build orgs? Oh, yeah, I guess if you're homeless, buy a house. But like, realistically, <laughs> like it, a lot of these orgs, if they do have it, they're in LA, right? Yeah, they are in LA. You're, you're yeah. at a competitive disadvantage already. So yep. that's a 90 ping to the Ohio server, and right? So like there are some some structural things there but i also feel like again we talk about like culture right like i feel like if you are in the business of winning which is why you have the team as an org i'm not even talking about the players right now if you're there to win yeah and you want to facilitate that winning then boot camps are in your best interest mm -hmm. in any esport forget about this esport it's sports it's the same thing it's Correct. sports and in life yeah. You do what you do what you need. You do what you need. It, it, if you feel like you can maximize your potential and accomplishing your goals, you do what you have to do. You exhaust all resources. Sure. I'm with you. But I, the only the only cause or pause I would say to that is that it's hard to do that when you don't you don't you don't know what's happening. <laughs> so you got like plan you got plan it out. Maybe you, the, if, you don't know what's happening. You don't, don't know what all CS is. So I mean, if you don't know uh, what that is, 
you gotta like you have people's livelihoods and that's why i think the thing is sure. and that's why i disliked how it became like a player's not caring thing because that's like a societal that's like societal young yeah, people I coming players, up i think players young, care. young people I, coming up like they like, practice yeah like everybody's I, practicing practice it isn't always gonna be perfect um na people in ranks are cringe and stuff like that i mean eu i've seen zen and vatira call the mina players cringe when they when they sweat for kickoffs so if zen and vatira are complaining then i think i could trickle down to the rest of the eu player base as well in my estimation i think that's just a societal thing people don't like seeing other people try no matter what they don't like that they, 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 there's some reason people don't like him when somebody's trying their best to get A's. Oh man, why are you trying so hard? I want to be great. That's why. There's and that's okay. That's a societal aspect that applies for everybody in the world. So I don't like that aspect when people talk about NA. And then two, and like I said, there's come there's just comes planning to it somehow, some way. I got to do the research. The EU teams have figured this out. They figured out how to do it regardless, reg regardless of when the schedule is released, when they know about stuff. They figured out a way to get everybody there. They don't have to worry about schooling somehow. Somehow they've done that. But in general, if the RLCS season, for example, stays the same, stays the same for next year, then you have something to plan for as an organization. You can plan out housing situations. You can plan out since the organizations are based on L.A., we're going to get something in New Jersey or something. We're going to move our players there if they're all like 18 plus and something like that. Like those type of planning aspects cannot be taken into account. You can't just move somebody. If I got rent somewhere, I can't, I'm not just going to give them my rent to go. I, I, I can't just break my lease to them and move somewhere else. For two months, like like that needs to be planned out. You can plan it out. Then I thought you think you would see more teams, sure, be in boot camps, especially in North America. Yeah, I don't I, know how I, it works I, in Europe with schooling and stuff. Yeah, I, know I don't know how I it works left, either. I know if I left high school, there'd be like for that long, there'd be a big issue. But I, I yeah. think there's there's a way. I've talked to other people, and they said that they missed a ton of high school without issues. So it might depend on where you're at in the country. Well, it's also like, just closer travel as well. They're not going through. Extreme yeah, it's, it's all the like, same. Like when you travel, I, I, I it takes a day. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like it's a travel. It still day. takes time. Like, the travel it, still takes time. That's why I don't want to bring the it's travel. All the I same. mean, like yeah, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. I don't. I don't trains, think that's a very but... strong argument. I don't. Really yeah, they know. might have like it might be cheaper to travel. It might be that argument, but in general, the travel still takes time. So you still got yeah. missed days. So yeah. like I said, like if you had if the organization had that planning aspect of it, and then I think that you would see more teams boot camp for NA, and I and I think that sure. you would then see then then I think you would see whether or not the boot camps are effective or not. But to say that the NA players they don't care, I'm sure there's some NA players who don't care. I think we've seen that before. I think there are teams that could have been boot camping that weren't. Well, and I I'm think if players oh, show up, I'm sorry, Space Man. No, 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 you're good. Go I I just want to add. You know, I talked a lot about orgs, but I think that if if there are players that are showing up to boot camp or don't want to be at boot camps, then like. That's something where I would say, okay, they don't, they don't want it. Like they don't want it. You know, I, I exactly. grew up playing sports at a high level. Like I went to camps all the time. There's some camps I didn't want to go to, you know, but I went there because it gets, you know, that's how you get better. You play yeah. against the best. You, you kind of go into that, that chamber of, of practice. And like, that's something that you need to do as a professional. Like if you want to be serious and you want this to be a serious league with serious players and serious organizations, you got to take it seriously. You got to show up, you got to, got to put in the work. So um, in that sense, Exactly. Like it, there, there, there could be unprofessionalism. There could be, you know, the whole they don't want it as much. But I, I mean, I think plenty of NA. I think the vast majority of North American players they want, want to it. go to boot camp. They, they do. want to I'm win. I'm not going to yeah. sit here in the face of all of them that are watching right now and say they don't you want, don't it, want it. They're not working hard. That's disrespectful, and it's not true. They are working hard. But I don't know how much of the organization wants to spend that money, right? We, I know some people want to take money away from salaries, right? There's a lot that goes into that. And I feel like that's a conversation that the players are going to have to bring to their orgs, right? Yeah. I think the players are going to have to go to their orgs and say, we want this. How do we make this happen? We want to win. 
we want to win with your banner. How do we make this happen? Yeah, I think there's a legitimate amount of of responsibility. I think mm. there is there needs to be some responsibility on players to this extent of if you are being paid a salary to be able to, I mean, you're being paid a good salary to play the game at a professional level. I think that they need to make their voices heard within with with their coach or with their org to say we want to take this as seriously as we are being paid to take it. What can, uh, like, can we get some real stuff quick, going? Real yeah. quick, real <laughs> quick. Well, have you ever had the option of boot camp in your career? Yes, we actually boot camp the second place finish. No, we're talking about for regionals, not for the not for the lands. Oh, for regionals, no. Yeah. Not Raul, as a player or as a coach. No. Raul, what was your experience like? Um, you can uh, whether it's with coach phase or playing yourself, like. When it comes to the entire conversation about whether it includes the boot camps in the Venn diagram, it also includes just like maybe the mentality of NA. What is your perspective like? Because you have that experience. Like, are people off base when they go on Twitter and say NA doesn't want it as bad or it's a culture thing? Like, what have you seen up close? Over my experience, people don't enjoy boot camps as much. I think uh, a lot of players like the comfort of their own home and that's kind of the gist that I've got from it. But I've known that there's been some boot camps that have happened. Um, Sesquana Sonics was a team that boot camp that I actually went to. And they said that they got a lot from it. So I think it's, it is a player base, like on, on a player by, like it, you have to take it by each player. I think each player is different on what they want. So like you said, you either want it or you don't want it. And I think that's a lot of NA. It's just like, there's some players that are playing strictly for the money and, that all they do is just show up and get a paycheck and other players are actually wanting to win and perform every uh, week in, week out. So I think it is player by player basis and you can't really judge it. I do think that the players control a lot of what an organization does, which I think is semi the problem because if an organization came with a budget, they would set aside that this, I, I think prices are extremely inflated and it, 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 it's the true, it's a fact that EU players are priced less than na players currently in in our ecosystem so if the orgs came to the na players and didn't inflate the price of their salaries mm. and everything then they could act uh, they can distribute it to boot camps and if the players then that then you would have a different conversation in my opinion but i think by my experience it's like it's a player by player basis if they like boot camps or don't which I think kind of goes back to the whole idea of, you know, people saying, I think this is, I think that statement is where people base their opinion off of, of just when they go to saying that these teams don't want it because they're not opting to do the boot camps because they are opting to just make the salary. They've, I've talked to this team, this team wants me. I've talked to this team, this team wants me. Okay, let's do a little buying thing. How much are you guys going to pay for me? Okay, I got the max. All right, cool. Got the deal. Now I'm just gonna go and play my events and yeah. do what I gotta do till my contract runs out or till the next roster move. Yeah. It it it's it's you know, maybe it's not maybe it's not so much and, and th this I think is a very this is a very potent aspect of a lot of parts of American culture overall where 
because of just kind of the lack of social in, uh, infrastructure and, and it even gets into like the ability to transport players to like actual locations like we have no high-speed rail our train systems are awful in america like i think it, it speaks to a larger issue of just maybe in general and small parts with contract negotiations of we've prioritized so often and rightfully so the the contracts themselves of the monetary amount that maybe we're not also asking okay what else are you going to offer besides the paycheck every month? Like, am I going to have access to team resources? Am I going to have a facility I can practice in? Like, assuming that they have the ability to travel to that, that is maybe also a, an aspect of North America that needs to start getting up on the curve of what else are you asking for in negotiations besides who's going to pay me the most and I'll go get a paycheck for a couple months. And then when roster mania hits, we just recycle it over again. Maybe there needs to be an incentive for players to say, you know, I want to get my money, but I want to be, I want to, figure out also how am I going to bring a championship to NA because they're being paid to bring a championship, but nobody's bringing championships. And th that's a problem. So maybe it speaks to something bigger, but who knows? Yeah. Overall, I think this is a kind of one of those things that is overarching. You take it on a team by team basis. Jairo has been in chat talking about how dig wants it. So we'll see if dig getting in that boot camp and he got a little bit more data. You can, uh, talk and debate about it here and there but of course we still got the rest of the topic shows and we still got some more stuff that we want to hit on for uh, first things first we got to talk top 10 so everybody lock back in okay because johnny boy tweeted out his top 10 and here we go worldwide power rankings after one event he's got k corp at one vitality at two gentlemates at three bds at four Falcons at five, G2 at six, Gen G at seven, Complexity at eight, Furia at nine, and Rule One at ten. What, what what's the initial reactions here? I don't really like Rule One being placed so low. I don't really like I I don't I don't get the G2 or the the, the Falcons at five. The Falcons at five is kind of high for me. But what, what do you think of Corelli? Making me go first, huh? Um, yeah, that's right. Get in there, pal. I uh, love, the top, <laughs> uh, love the top four. Uh, I think top four is really good. Um, I think that the Falcons pick is a good one at five. I think it's, I think it's probably the, the biggest like, debate point for me on this. I think at the very worst, you put them one lower. But I, I, I mean, you know, Johnny loves the Falcons, so I get it. Um, otherwise, Gen G... Genji is fine, you know. Maybe I switch out LG for that. I don't that's know, right. but uh, that's right. <laughs> Complexity. Honestly, I don't. I don't have too much of an issue with it. Um, I think Falcons are really good um, because remember, this is the old Rule One roster, and they really started the uptrend near the end of the season. Um, so I, I really like. I really like Falcons in that top five, top six spot. Mm. Sean. Um, I, the only two things, uh, the first, I think I would just, I would flip personally, as much as I have ragged on NA this season, I would flip G2 and, and Falcons. I think G2 on their best day, giving, giving that time, giving, excuse me, that team more time to iron out the fundamentals and to work on their coverage of one another, like they had in some of the preseason tournaments. That is a team that I think is top five on their best day. Um, and again, they can always move up, but I think right now, even with the way they looked last weekend with close games and yada, yada, yada. I put them to number five. I put Falcons at six. I'm actually going to, and I've been one of the loudest supporters of Vitality saying that they're like, I still believe them to be when they figure it out. Obviously, after this last regional, I, th I still think they're going to be the best team in the world. 
I actually, after this just simple sample size of last weekend, I would put Vitality third and Gentlemates second. Oh my I think gosh. Gentlemates were really, really impressive. Again, I yeah. understand that that is a very, very small pick that only I will probably agree with. But Vitality, still, again, like a top two team in the world when they're playing at their best. I think Gentlemates not only surprised a lot of people, but played phenomenally great team play. Like we're looking at the way that Seiko looks like he's playing back to the end of the BDS stretch last year. He looks the most comfortable and inspired he's looked in a long time. Like when's the last time we really had a discussion about like Seiko coming back to be potentially like a top four, top three player in the world. That's how good this team looks. And I think that it surprised a lot of people how quickly they gelled out of the gate. Again, that can change the next regional, but that's my only pick. That's the only thing is I, I would flip them to number two just for a regional. Uh, but other than that, I think it's a good list. Poll is up in chat if you agree with Johnny's top 10 or not. Bates, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's just a clear impression for him. That's how it is. I, he probably believes it to some extent. Wait, can y'all hear him? Muted. Is he muted? Oh. oh, my bad. It's a clear impression for him. Mm. It's a clear impression for him. He probably believes it to some extent, knowing him. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't understand it at all. The top 10 overall? Yeah, like which parts? Like what? What parts? Because I saw your tweet about I, I, it. I, was I, I don't. Do I don't understand how he has four EU teams <laughs> back to back to back to back. I don't get that. Okay. It makes no sense to me. I want to ask both of y'all a question because y'all were on the short earlier. So if Gentlemates doesn't beat Vitality off the um off the mm -hmm. floater from heaven, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to you first, Strong. You claim that they're better than Vitality. So, so at the moment, <laughs> so if they if, sure. if, if if they don't get that floater from heaven, <laughs> yeah. Are you still ranking gentlemates above Vitality? No. I, okay. I, again, like, okay. I, yeah, okay. the premise okay, of so... the list was very much because of the result. Oh, okay. So since they got lucky off the floor from heaven. Okay. And then, Jack. Uh -huh. So back to you. I'm going to you. Same, re same rationale. So if okay. gentlemates doesn't get the floor from heaven, where do they rank then? If they lose the Vitality, because you didn't say they were two. You're saying the top four. If they lose the Vitality... Are they four below BDS? Like, where are they at? Just curious. If Gentlemates loses to Vitality, and they don't get the floater from heaven. Vitality wins. Where do you put him? I'm just curious. I'd probably no. I I think I just keep it how it is. Oh my! Lord. I think because I I would have. <laughs> so well, okay. What's, so what's wrong? Okay. See, so now I understand what's going on here. There's no way any NA teams go be in that top four until land. That, that, that that's just what I heard. That's just what I heard. Because if they lost well, yeah. the vitality, of course. So yeah, so, so it's always gonna be EU four. As of right unless, now, yeah. So yes, the no, 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 no. Because here's what it is. Here, here's what it is. Okay, here's the catch to all this though. And I'm interested to see what Johnny does in two weeks hmm. with this top ten. So if G two wins again, they didn't beat any of those teams that are above them. So the, I logically, it makes no sense for them to move up unless uh, unless one of those teams absolutely flames out. Or y'all catch what I'm saying? Or G2 no. do what G2 do? Or what if what if I feel like that that list changes if G2 wins every regional in NA? But they're just gonna move above. They're gonna move above Falcons. I mean, Falcons a whole entire different discussion because that was just. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I love Mina. Probably second behind Johnny. That makes no sense because that makes no sense. Rule one didn't even make top eight of the world championship. G2 did that with with Chicago and my boy Naps Anatomic, and then it is reloading and picked up two better players. So how in the world are Falcons rated above? I've read above G2. That makes no sense. And I don't care. They're going to say the TRK edition with the twins. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah, it's a great move. But still, it makes no sense. Think about it that way. So, 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 so 
like I said, back to the EU top four. I think yeah, G2 can absolutely I, break in the top four real quick. I, I I think like Bates, I think even, dude, I'm an optimist sometimes. I even think like next regional, if G2 come out and they destroy NA, like they play, when we all think of G2 on paper, if, we, if we're like, we're all sitting here fantasizing G2 on paper, wow, what is this team going to do? If they go translate that idea into their actual gameplay and then keep that consistent every single game and like come out and monster stomp NA, they could be top four overnight. Yeah, it, it, it's not about G2 not being able to do it. It's just this team is so good that they're not playing that way. And if they come out and show it, there is no debate that they are a top four team. They 4-0 Gen G, who according Wait, to Johnny's showed, list is number seven. Them. Yeah, but Gen G is not the same. Gen G is not um, only not the same Gen G, but they're also not the Gen G that showed up that weekend. They they came out absolutely flat as as so that's a, that's where I'm ground. I'm gonna agree with with Sean with Spaceman. I I think if G two comes out and they 4-0 Gen G again, like they they just have to do it again. They just have to do it one more time. <laughs> they 4-0 Gen G again, then then I'll have them up there in that top four conversation. <laughs> G2's got a 4-0 Gen G. But gentlemen can get the floater from heaven and BDS can get reverse swept by Kirby Yo, BDS, is, BDS and, is better than Gen G. So. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, all, oh, man. all four of the teams are up. tight. I've given all, up. All four of VU is good. Yep, the, yep. Yeah, so tight. So, so tight that it got reverse swept. So tight. Reverse swept in the best of seven. When's the last time that happened? When's the last That's, time? Is that <laughs> not the definition of... Bro, game seven. Is that not the, lost four is that not the definition of tight? Raul, how hard is it to lose four games in a row when you're up 3-0? Tell me. Tell the people. How hard is that? The last game's always the hardest. No, 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 no. To be, to be fair. <laughs> okay, last you got four shots. Hardest. Hey, they couldn't, they couldn't do it this time. Is it, it's okay. All right, that so doesn't I, mean I, that doesn't mean the top listen, of the region is not tight. Just, They're also just, playing Vatira and Rice, who are like two of the um, greatest of all time. Uh huh, so uh huh, uh huh. That's great. We got verse what four games in a row. And for a, more, <laughs> and more, uh, more, a little more. bit more composure from Drawley, that that series is not just all Drawley. He's got two teammates, Monkey Moon Exotic. Yeah, Dra Drawley kind of closed out that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> listen, that's a like game seven. Yeah, okay, that's fine. He had three games before that. One and one and one. Um, uh. Okay, so now I know. Can I have to ask Jack? I had to ask Spaceman. Now I know that the EU top four is solidified. There's nothing anybody else can do. Okay, now I know. I'll wait till land. I did, I did just say that they can change next regional. but I mean, for you, right. sure, but it doesn't make any sense because it wouldn't make any sense because they already whooped Gen G. But you even said but Gen I, G had a bad day. I didn't think, well, I, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. I said, no, I, I didn't say Gen G had a bad day. I said Gen G was just playing their best game and they got slapped. They got whooped. I, I said think, it. I think matchups matter. I think G2's win over Gen G is not as impressive as G2's win over like. A, either a better version of Gen G or another top NA team, but I think like the wins in Europe have been more impressive against their competition because of the competition itself than what was happening in NA. Like, Florida I from think that's different. I think G2's well, best so wins. Actually, no, awesome. no, it's interesting. No, it's interesting. It's just because so like, watched... world, you got to think about it. World Championship top four teams are EU. It was, like, it's actually interesting. We watched that game when we when you guys were running through it. Crelly and I were watching that, and we were watching like the floater. And I so we were sitting there and we were watching in the green room. And I, and I said out loud, I was like, "What happened with that with that challenge from Alpha?" And Corelli very correctly was like, "I think they expected it to go off the ceiling." And so again, it's not like it was a floater from heaven that they caught the defense off guard. There was a play on the ball. He misread a like fraction of the ceiling hit. And it, it eventually led to, again, their demise. But still, like, again, the fraction being a marginal difference on the ceiling touch down to a ricochet a ricochet goal versus, like, a Gen, Gen G just honkshu me, 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 their way through the grand final. It's very different. It's all about context, Bates. It's very different. 
I legitimately think that G2's hardest matchup was Luminosity last regional. I think Luminosity is a great <laughs> like, team. No I think, bias. I think they're the boogeyman. But I, even, I think, even I think Luminosity is a great team with a great system. Yeah. I think Luminosity is going to beat the Lance. Luminosity is going to make Northern right. International level. Luminosity is a great roster with a great coach and a but, great system. So, right. I, so, so taking, system. That all, taking that all into account, I'm just saying. I, now I know. I just need to understand the baselines. EU top four. Floating from heaven. That's how you get there. You get reverse swept, still get there. You're 4-0 Genji. Doesn't matter. Um, you got 4 0 again, just to make just to crack the top four. That doesn't mean you're gonna be top three. That's the crack the top four. That's the past outfits. Um, and so um, okay, I understand now. I understand the floor. I understand what we gotta do. <laughs> All right, keep the receipts, Bates. <laughs> keep the receipts, hold them close. I can't wait for this weekend. That's all I gotta say. Now let's 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 transition here. We got about 15 minutes left in our uh cable network time. Let's uh let's talk about uh, Chad, you guys voted. Chad was kind of split on it for the most part, but majority said Johnny did get it right. We did a poll in the chat. So thank you guys for interacting with us. Now it's our turn. W Let's take a look at first touch top 10. Oh boy. Okay. Here it is right here. K Corp at one, Vitality <laughs> at two, Gentlemates at three, BD V2, okay. I'm sorry, at four, BDS at five, Genji oh. at six, Falcons at seven, Rule One at eight, Complexity at nine, and Furia at 10. You guys don't like Sam? How do we not like Sam? Really we got don't. two Sam teams in there. Honestly, no, I, 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 was, no, I, I told you I don't associate with these lists. <laughs> oh, this is not your list, Bates? <laughs> of course I not. Mean, I mean, I voted on it, but it's not my list. It's eight other people. So are you? People. do you move G2 up one or two spots? I, G2, <laughs> I move G2 up well, at least one spot. I'll put, them in, I'll put them there at three for now. I think that's the comfortable spot for G2. I think if you're being honest with yourself, that's a comfortable spot. Um, yeah. Also, I'd have complexity higher. I'd have complexity over rule one. And honestly, um... and, and then, yeah, that's why that's what I would do. But G2, that's what I was trying to ask y'all. Because to me, G2 is three. And um, G2, three minimum. Now, it, I think that would be, always be the case unless they just keep winning and Carmine Vitality don't end up playing that well until proven otherwise. But. Let's not bet. Let's not bet. Yeah, much better than last it's, time. It's all the same teams, really, from Johnny's list. So yeah, it's just mixed. Yeah, <laughs> it's just mixed up. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> That's the FT top ten, though. Why? No way. I want to know Jack Collier's top ten. Yeah, or wait. Or, or wait. You, oh. Wait. Usually, you're top ten. Or did you do it already this week? I know. I don't want. I know. I know it's your content. Power no, 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 no. I, I haven't done it this week. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Nah, nah, I ain't gonna take any of them out of Okay. He's got that well, one then. The poll is up in chat, and a lot of people are still saying Johnny Boy's list is better, of course. So we'll just move on. <laughs> we'll That's just tough. Move on. That's tough. Know your audience, bud. Oh, man. This one's at 73%. Oh, literally, they got a, he's got 100 more votes than us. Oh, God. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I don't know. Qualifier Chaos. Uh, Rebellion loses in qualifiers. TSM sweep Rebellion for the main event spot. Uh, it was it was not fun if you are a Rebellion fan, mm -hmm. but hey, guess what? If you are a TSM fan, we got clips. Let's take a look at the series here as we talk about it. But yeah, Rebellion, a top four NA team in the last event. Now they have to shot. watch this weekend, and it started here. What a shot. <laughs> yeah, buddy. These them boys. 
TS I mean, this is no surprise That's to anybody who's been watching uh, Haybro slash TSM in the offseason. Like, how good hockey and creams have ascended in their gameplay just individually and the team coming together and gelling from it seemed like from rip uh looking even back to tactical banditry like how quickly they were covering for one another again playing like very similar to how some of the, like the midweight to heavyweight teams in eu play when it comes to the team orchestration downfield always getting back in rotation always helping with the second man uh wavy oftentimes gets flack for being oh just happened merchant but like not at all how much he facilitates an offense this team is really, really good. I think a lot of people still sleep on TSM. So beating Shopify, not actually that big of a surprise given what TSM would be able to do all off season. This is just consistency from them. I, uh, uh man, I have to really eat my words about what yeah, I said ahead, about Jack. Shopify. What you said my own channel. I was just really impressed with Shopify in the open qualifier one against specifically M8. Because mm -hmm. I felt like M80 was going to be a superior team. Felt like Shopify. I don't know if they had all the pieces there together. But man, I gassed them up so hard uh, after Ooh. watching that M80 series. Because I thought that genuinely was the moment I, I thought we were witnessing Shopify really come together. Like you get that part from two-piece combination. Felt like Justin was slowly starting to find his spot. And I felt like, yeah, they went and they died to Gen G later on. But I just felt like Shopify had finally figured it out. And I think TSM, and there's a few of these teams, but I think TSM's one of those teams in NA right now. They're all right next to each other. Like, there's just this big group of teams that I feel like are all in the vicinity of each other. And I thought maybe Shopify was poking their head out from that pack. But uh, TSM, I really, I think... As Spaceman said, we, we casted a lot of them over the offseason. Mm. They were they've just been very consistent, very, very high ceiling, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's a team that really didn't get to show their stuff in the first regional. They you know lost to three top eight teams, uh, I believe, in their Swiss run. But those were teams that were absolutely beatable for them. So TSM certainly showing Dude. their teeth a little bit more. You They're know, hungry. it's interesting that you use the word consistent because I, uh, I was talking to a player recently before the quasi started and they said, yeah, I think Shopify is a, a lock, like a lock top four. Uh, I think they'll, they'll be top four every event. Dazrin, what do you think? I said, no. <laughs> They're too inconsistent. Mm. And we saw that inconsistency not only last weekend, but of course we saw it this weekend as well. This time it was just way more egregious than what it was before. But you can't tell me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at things a different way from everybody what else. What was it consistent from last week from Shopify? It's their it's their series. Uh, if you just look at their, let's just take a look at the Swiss real quick. Yeah, they lost to Gen G. The only they lost to three teams: Gen G, Space Station, then Gen G. Yeah, but they went five games with NRG, and then they went five games with Snowman. Okay, so yeah, they played them close. But Snowman, I mean, Snowman also went five with G two. Is Snowman? Did Snowman make it? How's well, hold on, hold on. Are we are we talking about playing teams close, or are we talking about who made top eight? Because you're talking about Shopify playing teams close, and I'm saying Snowman also played teams close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So which one are you talking about? Well, no. What I'm saying is is that you're you're saying that Snowman played teams close, but I don't think either of those two teams are in this event. In in this. Oh, in this oh, you're talking about second yeah. qualifier. Well, okay, but okay, but I thought we were talking about just the first qualifier. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I, I get that. I get what you're saying. Snowman did play teams close. I get that. My thing was, I also thought, I also think Snowman is an inconsistent team. But the thing is, if you want to call a team a top four lock, then you're not going to have these inconsistencies. 
That's what I'm saying. Sure. And That's Rebellion true. is showing those, and they've they've been showing those. So I didn't understand why people had them at that lock because of that. To me, I didn't expect them to lose. No, I expect them to make Swiss, but I don't think I would have had them top four again. Maybe top eight, maybe, but no, not top four again. Mm-hmm. It just I don't know what it is though with them because they have the pieces and they have the game plan. But I guess it's just something that's different with execution and decision making. It feels like their decision making is off, and maybe or maybe their comms is off, one or the other. But yeah, no, they they have to figure that out first for me personally. Well, I I I can't speak too too in depth um to their a lot of their off season prep um because I I believe if memory serves correctly we also saw Shopify in some of the gauntlets with tactical banditry and at times they looked like times looked really great and there were times where you know there was room for improvement as there is with every team but the level of consistency that we saw out of TSM out of the likes of Dig when Arsenal first landed on that roster out of the likes of Luminosity when they started hitting their stride out of the likes of G2 stride of M80 like there there is just a floor that some of the upper echelon teams have started to hit in NA just to start the season that Shopify can absolutely get there. But I think that that is a squad that's going to have to fight through like the top eight and, or they're going to, excuse me, they're going to have to fight through like a, a, a gauntlet of an early round in the open quals to get to like a, a consistent top eight finish religiously in these types of events. And if it comes to a point where they need to start hitting stride to get to top four, they're going to have to punch above their weight class. I do not know yet if this is a squad that can punch up against G2 and punch up against Gen G. They absolutely have the capability of doing it, but I don't know if they are there yet. It just, it might take time. But, well, they had two shots uh, and they, they couldn't do it last. Yeah. So, so that's, so my kind of overall point is just like, they have this skill. We saw it a bit in the off season, but the, I, there are teams that I would still put ahead of them to make top four more consistently in NA um, than I would put Shopify at the moment. Um, so Yeah. Well, to, 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 to Daz's point though, I mean, the, the, the toughest team I think Shopify played was Dignitas in the mm-hmm. off season. Um, you know, otherwise they're beating, you know, Pirates on a Boat and yeah, Omelette they beat and NRG. Uh, they did they did win a series off a of dig, so um, at least in the Swiss. So, I mean, it's tough to gauge using off-season results a lot, too, because most of the time you're not seeing, you know, these teams actually get a good shot at the top teams, right? right. They didn't play any Gen Gs. They didn't play any G2s. Um, so, but I don't know. I Yeah, I, I don't disagree with Daz. I mean, obviously, you know, now seeing what happened, it's tough to disagree. But it's a shame because I really like their series against M80, and I, I'm really sad that they, they couldn't get the job done. I think, I think the qualifiers are just really tough. I think there's a lot of pressure on these pros to be great in these qualifiers. And honestly, you can even make argue that they might even be at like a disadvantage in some aspects. In <laughs> some aspects. Because, because I mean they have the pressure of the organization. They they they're the ones you have to tape on. They're they're the, they're the ones with the expectations. I mean, if I'm but somebody, this is what you get paid for, man. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. I mean, I can understand that argument. Sure, I mean, I get that general principle, but I mean, they got top four, and you're out there just playing playing some hungry hungry people that you don't even play against, and you know, and, and you know, you know it when you play even at a high level rank, like. And there's just that at least one team in every region except OC and EU because they haven't, done it, haven't played in the second qualifier yet had a top eight team from qual one not make it into qual two. So it's going to be interesting to see if EU has a top eight team that doesn't make it into mm. qual two. And and it, and, it, and, it, and it makes it makes sense because at the highest level of the game, 
and especially on day threes, you're playing people who are 2100, 2200 level players. Those are really, really good Rocket League players, man. And, and I get it. Shopify uh, and all the other NA teams, all the other EU teams that are at the top, they're supposed to be able to beat them. And you should be favoring to beat them. But there's also the case that you're not used to playing those type of players. Like, you got to respect everything. You're, you're playing everybody. To, you're, Shopify's going to play the best of the, the, uh, the, in the qualifiers. Like, they're playing against a G2 or something. The G2's going to hit the ball at certain, at certain times, certain aspects. And you got to respect every single player out there. Um, I'm wearing the weird. I can't really word how I want to word it. Basically, when people are really that talented, really that good, mm-hmm. they're hitting the ball at a high percentage. And so you're going to respect every single hit. Every single, every, every, you're going to respect every single hit. Now, these players who are coming up, they don't necessarily do it all the time, but you still got to respect it because on the one-off chance that you don't respect it, you're going to get punished. And then you miss out on those opportunities. The players also have to take on you. And they and you, and on top of that, the player, and then on my side, on the Shopify side, on my side, Shopify side, from that perspective, you have to pressure the organization, expectations, and everything else in between. So there's more pressure on you than the other players. And when you have 2,200-level players who have absolutely no expectations and really no pressure on them because they're not expected to beat you, they're going all out. And then at that point, it becomes sure. dangerous. A dangerous, that's a dangerous team to me. When you have your point, when you're competing, that's just a life thing. When you're going up against somebody who has nothing to lose, that person's dangerous, bro. It's like watching Rocky. It's like when they told him not when he, when he was telling uh Apollo Creed, <laughs> he was telling Apollo Creed not to go up against uh Drago. I think it's the, it's the same thing, man. Wait, agree, wait, 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 wait. Okay, go, go Raul, how do you feel about this? He's gonna disagree. He's gonna say, All right, go ahead, disagree. Go ahead. You got you get paid to do it. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on the fact that when you're an underdog, you have nothing to play for, so you come out hungrier. But I do think these teams are going in unprepared. And a lot of professional teams that lose in these qualifiers, they go into it thinking that they already won. So then they go into these hungry players mm-hmm. who are playing ranked with them, or if they don't play ranked, then they're not playing ranked with them. But they're playing top 100 lobbies against Daniel and some of the top plus best players players that we have in our lobbies and they can they can consistently compete against our top players so when they go into these qualifiers against teams who are underprepared and go into them taking them not as serious they're gonna smack them because they're (laughs) hungry and these players are coming in lackluster and and you don't have that many games to prepare it's yes it's it's not swiss you don't have this time to amp ramp up and and be like okay let's start to take this serious but i from experience, I know that there's some players and some teams that go into series that you're going up against players that you don't really recognize or that you don't see that often. And you're like, all right, this, this is it should be light. And then they come out and they smack you. And then it's like a hard hitting and it's qu- it's hard to make adjustments mid-series, especially in the best of three. So I think that's exactly what happened to Shopify. They, they were underprepared and they, they came in, they got smacked by a hungry team. Yeah. I think you're both. I think you're both are right and i think that especially with this conversation around the entire discussion of the format itself and and how to like help organizations feel a bit secure that is something that will leave up to the players and to the community at large like there's there there definitely needs to be some help with just the org structure but i think that you're both right here in that this like at the end of the day back when open brackets were like the main thing and it was like you lose two, you're out. When top teams at other esports events that we will not mention, when when they would lose, 
people will be like, wow, this sucks because now we're not going to see our favorite team and uh, they should be able to be invited to like the top 16 or top eight so we can see them play and they can actually play against real competition. The first thing the players would do would be like, no, we lost. We lost in the open bracket. We should have been prepared. We lost to randoms and that's our fault. I think that, and this is, I'm probably a boomer here and I apologize if this is just- Big boomer energy about to come. Oh yeah. But look, at the end of the day, this is just how I see it. And I'm absolutely okay with saying that's probably the wrong take. If you lose in the open quals, if you are not good enough to make it into, if like if, if you get beat by a bunch of randoms, that is your fault at the end of the day. You are being paid a professional salary oh. to be a top player. I'm oh. not saying I am not saying organizations don't need help, and I'm not saying the format couldn't be improved. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is look at the hand we're dealt here. At the end of the day, you are a professional player. You are supposed to show up and be prepared and be the best to beat the best. If you don't do that, that is on you and nobody else. If you don't beat randoms, I don't care what their MMR is. If you don't beat them as a professional player who has years of top experience, like some of these pros do, world championships even, if you don't show up, and I don't, I know there's variants in Rocket League, but if you don't show up in a best of three and at least make it interesting or you get wiped, that is on you and you alone and maybe your coach, but that's it. Look, it's a results-based league. That's what competition's all about. If you don't show up, the only person you can blame is you. I will fight to the end of time to get you more support and more organizational support and structure. But you have to do the work to show up. And if you lose to randoms, that's on you. You didn't do the job, okay? That's your fault. That's it. Even big boomer, 65-year-old, 65-year-old dad who just wants to really water things down to the point where it's just, hey, hey, son, listen. Should have got, should have got the W. Now, that's what you're giving right now. I mean, yeah. fundamentally, I, mean, I like to on why, fundamental why base losing? level. Fundamental base level, you're correct. But then you got to compound everything else that's on top of it. Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, you got to compound everything else that's on yeah, top like, of like, it. I'll base, I'll and then, you and then uh, comes issues. Like, I mean, I'll for, give you the org stuff, but if, if you, if I can meet you there, if I as a boomer can, and as an old esports head, can meet you with their the, just the support conversation on like format changes, whatever. If the com community wants to have that, I'm all, I'm all for it. Let's go crazy. But if I can meet you there, the players need to be able to meet me in the middle here and say, hey, the, the responsibility for you to handle your business is on you. I don't care if you showed up late or you were late to scrims or you clocked in late and you got blown out by a top MMR team who just decided to show up for RCS. That's your fault. That is all on you. You are supposed to be the professional here, not them. That's At your what fault. point does the pressure stuff with the org and the when does that not like when does that go from confidence to pressure when does it's, knowing that stuff you said instantly it's it's pressure the whole time how is it pressure if you know you have all this backing and support why can no. why is that not anything that well, just what? tells you backing that? and support the organizations are probably mad they ain't getting stream time you no, better i'm you saying better, before yeah. the matches i'm saying before the matches like why is this like something that's in your head it's if anything it should be just something that gives you more drive to play more than anything i mean it might give you the drive to play but also you gotta be worried about it you have things to lose you have absolutely nothing to gain by doing it shopify doesn't gain anything by playing these qualifiers that's just be real that's just, that's just be real like man, shopify just finished top four what am i gaining why am i playing in this why am i why am i playing in this and and now they have everything to lose though okay that's gonna affect shot that's gonna affect their contracts potentially because now shopify they're missing out a whole entire qualifier with a whole entire stream time I mean, like, you might get a worse seed now. The seed has been a little wonky. You might get another tough game. You might get a tough game up top, up top where you play TSM again, and then you might have to play somebody else that's really good down low. Uh, like, well, wait. then you better be prepared for what you're getting paid for.
Well, oh my yeah, if, gosh. You want, if you want to be in the conversation of a top four team in NA, you can't have these up and down performances in the open bracket. Like at the end of the day, we're here to judge your results. And if and Bates, I agree with a lot with what you're saying. I do not want you to misconstrue that. Like I am agreeing with a lot of what you're saying. I'm just trying to counter it with, dude, at the end of the day, if you are trying to be a serious top four team and in contention to be a top four team, to be in this discussion, our job as commentators is to say, hey, you're worthy of being in top four. If you want to be in that discussion, you can't afford the variance of who you play in, in the top of the bracket, lower part of the bracket to be the end of the discussion for you at the end of the weekend. You have to be the team that's good enough to get through that and to qualify to playing into the, into the, you know, the, the, the top eight. Like it's, Again, we're, oh, also, we're, this, also not, this, this, we're also not talking about first years. We're talking about like a world champion and like players who have pro experience. Exactly. Like, we're talking about we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of a player here. Like we're talking about teams that have some gods on their team. Like, dude, the, young kids are hungry. The the now that we've opened it up, we've opened up competition across the board, not only with the age limit, but also just the way that these open brackets work. We've opened up the ability for more acclimation of talent in North America to show what they got. And it's up to the pros to adapt. Like, if, if you can't handle that, there's a reason you're not going to make it towards the professional level. That's just the way competition works. If we want NA to get better, this is the kind of gauntlet these players have to go through. In my this, this, this is a whole discussion. This is a whole discussion. I this is a whole discussion. This is a whole discussion. It is. It is. It is. Oh, my gosh. So I might need you on FT after dark, because be my goodness, FT lifetime. I'll be there. We are we, listen. We're going over. We're going over the timeline. We're going over the timeline. Okay. Uh, of course, something that we want to hit on. Akron Zips qualify for RLCS. Big shouts to Akron, first CRL team ever to make the main event. Huge. Uh, they, they had a tweet out. Uh, saw a lot of people sh showing tweets of their. Okay, my dog was barking in his sleep. Uh, they had a lot of tweets out of just how well the, the team was doing and just how excited they were to make it. I think this is definitely really, you know, big for them. So we did want to be able to give their shout outs too as um, they're able to do what they got to do. Here's, here's a list of all CRL players and coaches in Jeez. this RLCS event. And as you can see, it's quite, it's quite a big list, Jack. So love it. Love it. I, this is a little disingenuous. I mean, there's some players, you know, they've... They, they joined, you know, after they've qualified for things, you know, into CRL. But, but on a general, mm, you know, there, there, there's a few point. players, you know. But uh, it's cool, man. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest CRL shill there is, man. Like I want, I want players. We've seen a few in the past kind of transition from CRL into RLCS or RLCS qualifiers, but I don't think up until this point we've really had like a true CRL team actually go through and qualify with all CRL plays. So that's really cool. Um, and I think it's really fun for uh, the CRL fans to kind of see those players actually have a chance in RLCS. And, uh, you know, hey, they finally beat the allegations, baby. All right. That champ three league is finally coming out and showing their teeth just a little bit more, making it through the quals. So uh, I think I think it's great. I think it's great for CRL, and I think it's great uh, to see those boys play. Uh, I'm pretty proud of them. pretty happy for them. And uh, I was watching their run or like, you know, monitoring it as they went through it. I think it's exciting. I'm saying shout out LeBron, shout out the world. Shout out the world, baby. <laughs> shout out the world. Uh, w, w for them. Uh, let's take a look really quickly at round one matchups. As we have for this weekend, I believe this RL Esports also just tweeted this out a few seconds ago. So it's going to be, it's also on their Twitter as well. 
Um, as you can see, we got Genji OG rematch, Pirates on a Boat deleted XD, Akron, the team we were just talking about, is gonna play SSG. Uh, the Luminosity Boys gonna be playing incorrect first round. That's right. Easy. Da Easy. Yeah, another Easy. one for Slater. Okay. A, yeah. Another victim for Slater. Another victory for the OG. Okay. Diggs playing Omni. Diggs playing leftovers. <laughs> MA's playing NRG. You uh, know? Yeah, what? Uh, just real quick. <clears throat> shout out Pirates on a Boat. When a cheese was done with that roster and like the power of a good coach, like it just it changes everything, man. I'm so happy for a Chiefs. I'm happy for that team. I'm glad that they're getting more time to show what they can do. Agreed. Agreed. Gingy, OG. I think OG will have a better Swiss than they did last time. Uh, hey, all I got to say is these Luminosity boys, listen, I'm running the G2 again. Bates, you're, you're lucky don't, you escaped the last you, yeah, time. Let's you, be honest. Barely, you left from the clutches. You left from Tell the clutches of the Magic Bear, of Cheese just sneaking up behind right. you, of Slater ringing right. one off the crossbar in game the number one. On the line the emotions have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Slater. Slater. <laughs> Give me Slater. Give me Slater. Every time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for so much for tuning in to First Touch. In a call to this weekend is going to be an absolute show. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to Raul and Bates. And ah. thank you to you for being here in chat. Oh, gosh. We'll see you for First Touch After Dark. And we'll see you also next week here on Twitch.tv slash Rocket League. Of course. Hey, boy, say it with me. One, two. 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 We'll see you guys.